previously with the Liberators. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Uh, the Shard? What are you talking about? Unite them. When Malar shattered, his shards did not all agree with Malar whole. What you know now is a farce, a grand facade constructed for reunification in a new form. Unite them. Unite the old shards. Unite them and Malar cannot stop his brother from returning. Garrisil killed the other gods. I'm not sure why. Ugh, I might be getting my terminology wrong here. But weren't the gods created from the shards of Malar to begin with? Well, I know nothing about this. <laughs> that shimmering light uh, wavers a little bit as a warforged leg steps through. Uh, then you see a warforged arm reach into the room. But then, a human man steps through. His face is covered by a white mask with black triangles above and below the eye slit. His name is Jackal. Hello, Grieve. Yeah, I'll, wa I'll walk up to the altar and place a staff in. Okay. Um, as soon as you slide the staff in, you feel like there's been a connection made. As all the gemstones glow really brightly. Thanks for bringing these to me. I'll dispose of them now. Okay, so. You've all seen the chamber. That's not a surprise. I'm not, like, trying to hide the whole chamber from you. This So basically what happens is you get... You got pushback. Um, you guys tried to pull the staff out of the... After it locked into the altar, right? I think. And then you all got blasted out onto the other side. Um, and a giant wall of energy blocked off that portion of the room. Um, as soon as you come to a... Uh, like your tumble comes to a stop, all the lights go out in the room. And the wizards among you can tell that there is a magical darkness has descended upon the room. Uh, Jackal, in between the time that you like stand up and uh, brush yourself off, you, I don't know if we've discussed a notification system on your little two-way box, um, but whatever- It vibrates. It vibrates. <laughs> <laughs> you have a, a message waiting. <laughs> Um, yeah, you've got a message waiting, and um, despite the the darkness, you, um, I'm just trying to think, I'm guessing you probably had this planned in advance, uh, you know that Ezra is at the meeting point outside, and you're able to, um, as a free cast, I won't make you spend a, um, any magical points for this, but you're able to cast your, your portal to get him into the room with you, the rest of you hear a... How many people are here? Eighth? An eighth person? Enter the room with you. Because I'm terrible at doing this introduction thing and I don't feel like making Chris wait forever to play. Um, Ezra Raker has joined the fray. Get in here. It's dark. So we can still hear each other? Yes. Uh, it's muffled, but yes, you can hear each other. Now... Let's see. As that happens, there's a really super bright spotlight that shines down on you guys from high up on the ceiling. 
it illuminates the uh, magical darkness around you so you can all see each other. So go ahead and plop your tokens in there. Um, we'll just say for the sake of all this that you were grouped together when this all happened. So as soon as this spotlight kicks on, um, you all see Ezra Raker standing there. Um, Jackal is, I guess, making some kind of a motion to you. So you know, like he's he's one of you guys. He's friendly. Um, and right when you're all about to like start trying to figure out where to go and what to do, Garrisil begins to speak. Um, and it's not the for the liberators here who had literally just met his avatar um, in uh, Roran's father's home, I think. Uh, it's not the voice that like you remember hearing from that. It's a much deeper, far more, um, yeah. It's it's like the voice is is power made manifest. If that makes any sense at all. And he says, "Have you ever stared into the stars and wondered, wondered upon all the great and terrible things of the world? Oh, how those beautiful lights sparkle upon such horror." Each one of those stars has a name, did you know that? Each one a little horror of their own. But I'm not here to talk about their woes. Let me tell you how they came to be. If a god is a well of infinity, then what comes before must be an even deeper and more endless expanse of power and will. Something truly unknowable, even for a being like me. As these forces move across the universe, they breathe their will into being, one tiny pinprick of light at a time, both completely insignificant and endlessly valuable. Somewhere in that pinprick of light is a crust, a rind. As all things are fresh and new, it eventually develops a skin of sorts. Somewhere on that crust is a speck, let's just call it material. It is as small to the skin as the skin is to the pinprick, as the pinprick is to the universe, as the universe is to the force of will. Now, on that small, nearly invisible spot of material, that's where you reside. An accident. A hitchhiker on a cosmic dust particle kicked up by the holy work of forces unimaginable. A desperate amoeba sucking uselessly on a piece of jetsam. Now, as this turn goes on, guys, uh, he this is not him finishing speaking. This is him literally speaking through the entirety of what you guys are about to do. Um, I'm going to bring up the initiative order, and we're all going to go ahead and roll for order. Roll for turn order here. Um, all right, so starting with Jackal, what would you like to do here? I don't know that I can do much about that at the moment. Which is unusual. <laughs> we found Jackal's weakness. He's afraid of the dark. I guess I could mantle of fear and make everyone else afraid too. No. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, I'm just going to use a energy ray in lightning form and just fire it off towards where I know the barrier is. Just kind of probe it because I don't know what else to do right now. Okay. Is that a psychic uh, move? Uh, everything I do is That's psychically right. powered. Everything you got is psychic. <laughs> you attempt to cast this energy ray. Ah, crap. And I don't know. I'm trying to think of how to describe this. You feel the power move within you, 
and you go through all the motions of doing it, but when the energy ray is supposed to actually like come out or leave you, however that looks, uh, it's almost like you just feel like a you feel the kick of it, it whether that's physically or mentally, however that it, it feels like it goes off, right? Uh, but nothing actually happens. Great. And we will move to, if you're if you're all done with your turn, we will move to Jeff. I don't know what to do. I'm going to move. <laughs> you're just running into the darkness? Yep. <laughs> okay. All right. Um okay, Jeff, you run and as soon as you leave the confines of the uh or the safety, whatever whatever you want to call it, the circle of light there. That's eaten away at the magical darkness. Um, you are consumed by total blackness, and all like the sounds of your friend's footsteps behind you that were pretty easy to hear before. Immediately, um, you can only hear like maybe it. It just sounds like it's uh, muffled, like it's behind uh, a wall or something. Including uh, the only thing that remains clear to your, uh, like your ears or like your mind's ear, if that's even a thing, is uh, Garasil's voice as he continues to talk. Jeff, move back. Okay, okay. So Jeff runs out and and hears kind of how all that goes, and then comes right back. Uh, Medusa, we go to your turn. I want to reach out to my Patreon and try to see if it can guide me forward. Are you, uh, like, praying, or...? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, roll both a religion check and... Well, first first roll a religion check. Okay. 17. Okay, perfect. Um, you reach out to your patron. You realize that as you're talking to them, it, it sounds like... Man, this is so weird to describe, but it sounds like uh, you're standing at one end of a really long tunnel and talking because you feel like you can hear your voice bouncing all around. And I want you to roll an Arcana check. Okay, yeah, you you f- feel like with that 16, damn, that's really good. Um, you feel like as you're trying to talk to your patron, um, you feel like there's definitely like a connection there. You could, you have... You are connected with your patron still, um, but it, it definitely feels like that you know that feeling of standing at opposite ends of a really long tunnel and trying to like shout to them uh, with your voice and their voice reverberating kind of all around. Um, you're not able to get any information or like take anything from them, and it's pretty clear that you are in a magical nullification field. Do they sound like they're? Um... Like, if I was to walk uh, forward, it would be getting closer to the voice? Uh, yeah. I think this insignia or, like, symbol of it is on my shield. I'll take my shield and try to walk forward. Um, the moment that you cross into the magical darkness, it's like suddenly you're standing right next to your patron. And you can hear them clear as day. Uh, yes. I'm trying to, have we done your patron yet? <laughs> uh, yes. The British, the British office worker. <laughs> I was, I was right? in the privy. You've got given an opportune time. <laughs> <laughs> Did 
did you turn off the lights? Should I go? Do you, do you need a moment? <laughs> no, no, you, you are, you are, you're standing somewhere. It's hard to hear. I'm Italian now, I think. Okay, my now Italian patron. Okay. <laughs> Where are you? I've lost track of you. I'm going to keep it this British officer accent. I like that better. I went from Italian to British. Mm -hmm. What are you up to, Medusa? Well, it looks like... It looks like Death has the rest of the shards. I, I'm trying to get to you. Can you help us out? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, uh, we are. We're quite close in proximity, yet we're so far away. I I can't do much from here. You just take the power I've given you already, and that should be enough. All right, I guess. Just holding up the shield and going forward with that. That's all Medusa needs to hear, apparently. Later, suckers. Whoop. Um. All right. Is that all you want to do? Yeah. Okay. So. There's a really bright flash of red light. Um, the uh, the spotlight that's lighting you up flashes red for a brief moment as uh, Garrisil continues to speak. To what end do you attempt to place the essence of my brothers and sisters together again? To what end do you hope to unite the mind of Malon? You hope to use them as a shield against Ichabar to shield you from what exactly? Two opposing wills clashing at that scale will surely rip apart this existence as easily as a gust of wind scatters a dandelion. Malar's fracturing was a gift to this world that none understand the importance of. Their death brought life to me. Others as well, certainly. I was the one who held on to Malar's will. I was the one who retained their mission. I kept their goals. I knew about Ichabar's desire to consume, and I upheld the goal to prevent that outcome. I chose that path, knowing it was a solitary one. A thankless job. Lonely, cold, and in the eyes of others, confusing. At least it was, until I came to know Harrenprint. Love being the opposing dominion of hatred, you would have thought we wouldn't mix very well. If it weren't for the emulsifier of commonality with Malar, we likely wouldn't have noticed each other more than was necessary. She was truly beautiful. It pains me to think of her now. She embodied everything that was good in this place. Her kindness built bridges between myself and the other shards. She forged relationships between us all and ensured the full scope of Malar's mission would and uh, Ezra, we move to your turn. All right. <laughs> Are we able to use magic within the area that we're at currently? Or is, like, standing in this light here, it doesn't work? You can certainly try! I think more fitting with who he is. Uh, I'm going to step out into the edge of the darkness, going kind of uh, this way. Uh... Cast freedom of movement and light a torch and just kind of start walking forward. I'm not quite sure where I'm going yet, but I've walked in the dark a lot before. <laughs> I'll find you, and then we'll have a talk. Uh, it's uh, this one. Oh, perfect. Oh, cool. That's a cool one. All right. Um, lighting the torch doesn't really do much for you, uh, <laughs> as it is magical darkness. Um, it lights up like around your feet, but it's, uh, this darkness is still like eating at your nose, basically. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I'm not expecting it to the torch to really push the darkness away. It's more just I'm taking the light with me. Cool. I like it. All right, then we will move to Roran. Uh, I wish God had gone before me. I'm just going to cast True Seeing on myself to see if I can see past this darkness. You can't even you can't even make the spell like start. Like if you're sitting if it was if the spell was a lighter and you're like flicking the the flint, it, you can't even get the spark to catch. You can't even make it work at all. Hmm. Very well. Pretty much gonna spend my action there. Warren's a little too freaked out to go into the darkness. Um, Ignis, we go to your turn. Well, I ain't got none of that faint <laughs> magic. <laughs> uh, I don't know if there's really anything I can do. Um, <laughs> fight the darkness. Yeah, I don't. I'll probably just poke my head out <laughs> to see if anything's different in the darkness. Okay. Um. Yeah. You cross. You cross that like threshold of darkness from the light, and uh, immediately it just like surrounds you totally. Um. Yeah. Uh. It, it just like it is totally oppressive darkness that surrounds you. Um. Garrisol, right? Yeah. Uh- is his voice coming from a location, or is it just, like, around us? Um, it's kind of both. There's definitely, um, it, it's, like, it's definitely really strong in your head. Like, you're you're in his, like, for lack of a better term, you're sort of in his lair right now, because that's where his, like, divine energy is concentrated. Um, which is funny, because this is, like, the temple of the avatar of the god of war, but, um... Yeah, this is like where he this was like where he physically is if a god could have a physical form other than his avatar. Um and so for lack of a better term, it is his his lair, his domain and so it's both reverberating through your head but you can also f- like hear it coming from the uh like the other side of the room. <laughs> I'll probably just come back into the circle and just shrug like <laughs> oh, <I know. laughs> Yeah, that I don't think I have any skills that would help me out at the moment, so <laughs> I'll probably just be my turn. Um there's a the the uh lamp above you flashes blue, bright blue for a moment. Um and and then uh goes back to its normal shade. Um uh, Garrisil continues to talk. But even the same as mortals, the gods withhold secrets from each other. My brother Zerovax insisted on keeping his own knowledge to himself. Neither Tanavas nor Plict could convince him otherwise, and he hid himself for a long time. The next time we saw him was when Nonami came forward with a new revelation of our existence as pieces of will, Nerlon. Nonami was sure that we were supposed to lie in wait of Ichabar's arrival. Our time spent scattered piecemeal, much like Girithkar's dust settling on the plane and gaining its own life, was supposed to delay Ichabar long enough for another defense. He kept saying we shouldn't discount the strength of mortals. Zerobax admitted he knew the secret of that defense, but refused to elaborate to us. Again, Tanavast appealed to his honor to no avail. Laris tried to pry it from him using sound arguments. Shinquin and Rendrag threatened to crush his shard and scatter him across the Tayakutan. 
divine emotions ran so hot that time lost all meaning, even to us. I knew what I had to do, of course. Lurus, despite being the logical one, refused to see the whole picture. Plicked insisted that we should work together, and Fresha wasn't in interested in a losing battle against Zerobax and his stubbornness. Only Heron prepped me the voice of reason during that turmoil. And that's why I killed her last. Korak, it's now your turn. The quinky dink. Um, <laughs> the only thing I think I can do... Um, first, I'm going to place a reassuring hand on Ignis's massive shoulder and say, save your energy, big guy. <laughs> um, and honestly, the only thing that's striking me right now um, that is um, I'm going to look up and try to gauge how this this um, this magic uh, suppressing darkness about how high up can I fly until I feel it surround me. Um, let's say you go about 20 feet up before the darkness, like, uh, wait a minute. Sorry. Um, going towards the light, going towards the light. If it's directly above us, yeah. uh, the light, the light is kind of like centered in the room. It's a big spotlight shining okay. down on you. Um, and you can fly all the way. I mean, you know, uh, your full maximum flight distance anyway, towards the light. If, if that's how far you want to go. Okay, so it's my understanding that this light, is it coming straight down on us, or is it in the center of the room coming at us at an angle? It's Yeah, it's like in the center of the room, but on the ceiling, and it's it's pretty high up. Okay, so it should still be 30 feet of movement as flying, mm -hmm. I think? Yeah. Um. So does that mean I'm kind of, it's like I am going at kind of like diagonally? Yeah. From where we are? Yeah, oh. A squared plus B squared equals C squared. <laughs> right, I, I will, I'm not even going to try. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll just say you move 30 feet towards the light. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm going to, uh, I don't have any rope or anything, and I don't have that much strength. Um. So since I'm going to fly, um, I'll just kind of give everyone a reassuring look, and I'll just, yeah, I'm just going to fly as far as I can towards the light. Okay. Party uh, yeah. members who stepped into the darkness, can we still uh, hear them even though we can't possibly see them? Um, you can hear them the same way you can hear the rest of your group in that they it's like muffled, really, really uh, tightly muffled. There's a that, that uh, spotlight, Korak, that you're flying towards, it, it flashes bright green for a moment before returning to its regular color as... Garrisil continues to talk. I had to gain Zorobax's secrets, but the only way I could do so was to kill him and take it from his shard. Of course, this angered the others. Atiol and Thirdafox stood, uh, stood beside me, however, uh, killing others in defense of my own weakness. When they turned on her and I struck them down, I don't know how long the two of us remained in our grief over the death I almost couldn't go on, because I knew what had to be done. I reached out back into the warp of time and touched the minds of mortals, pulling their strength and resolve to sharpen my own intent. Nami was onto something there about the strength of mortals. When I struck her down, I wept for a century. I was truly alone then, but there were none left to challenge my authority with my plan. 
The secret Zerobax had held back from us turned out to be nothing but truth. For as powerful as Maelar was during their life, they truly didn't understand the disparity of power in the mortal realms compared to even that of the divine realms, let alone what's touching up against the universal realms. Gob, it's your turn. Okay. Um, <clears throat> there's kind of two things I want to investigate. You can tell me if I have to wait for the next turn for one of them or something. But first, I want to look at the light... Um, coming down from the room from the top um so it's a physical like light shining on us it's not like the absence of the darkness yeah it's, you know a, it's like saying? an actual light shining down okay and i wanted to um i don't know what i'd roll but see if i can figure out something uh maybe history from the books i read or something about the red uh the blue green and red like um what if they mean anything or if it like, because you said there's blue first, right? Then red, and then a flash screen just for like a second. So go ahead and roll. If you're actually trying to like think about that, roll history just real quick, um, and roll with advantage because oh sorry, well that's good enough. That's fine. <laughs> um, I have to start saying with advantage before <laughs> roll history <laughs> first. Uh, blah blah blah. Oh, right, just with advantage. <laughs> Anyway, at 24 is, is amazing. So, uh, yeah, just just real quick. When the light kicked on, it was dark and then the light kicked on, right? There was this moment that was hard to tell, but there was a definitely like a, a more golden hue to the light before it cooled down to like this kind of regular daylight um, color. And then it flashed red and then it flashed blue and then it flashed green. And then the other thing I wanted to look at, which you can tell me if I need to wait, but I wanted to look into the ethereal plane with my third eye to see if it's also darkness there or if I can see the room at all. Or You know, there's there's always one thing I know I'm not accounting for, and this is it. Um, I think you see the room in the ethereal plane, but you can't see... Let's see, because like you can see everyone else around you, right? Like you can see Jackal and Roran and Jeff, Ignis, mm -hmm. and and you can see Korak like flying up towards the the light. Um, Ezra and Medusa, you can't see them, and everything beyond the point where you know the light is shining, um, is like it's like this. It looks like a heat waves, right? Like it's shimmering, and you can't really see past it. Okay, then um, I still have an action, right? Those investigations. Yeah, I still have an action. Okay, I'm gonna create um, an illusion of a a mirror um, with my looser, looser reality. I'm gonna make it into a real mirror, big enough that I can hold, and I don't know, maybe with one hand, not like a pocket mirror, but. I'm kind of thinking of like the um, Zelda's like or Link's shield mirror, and uh -huh. something like that. And I'm going to try to reflect this light from the roof towards where I saw um, kind of Ezra run or walk with his um, torch. I'm going to see if I can reflect the light from the roof towards his direction with this mirror that I created. Oh man, that's really good. But the moment that you reach for like those those magical strings that you pluck at so often, um, you, it, it's like you're grasping for something that isn't there. You can't, you can't touch the magic at all. I 
man, I love where your head is, though. That is amazing. But because that is it, technically that is you're you're using magic, right? Um, right. And, and I think you know a wizard of your. It's it's okay. So here's the thing. I'm going to give it to you and the other magic users that you didn't. This magical null nullification field is stronger than any you've ever experienced before in the in the way that like you didn't even realize it was there until you tried to cast magic. And then as soon as you couldn't reach your magic, it was like immediately plain as day to you that you're standing in a a field that nullifies all magic. And and then it makes sense now why like your, well, I guess your your third eye seeing through, uh, you can't see through the magical darkness. Um, That's a different thing altogether. Um, That still works, I guess, because the... I guess maybe you're not really seeing the ethereal plane. Maybe you're just seeing the people in front of you, but you also can't see the people. I don't know. It's a thing. There's something that happens. It's weird. Stuff's weird. Because I'm realizing that a nullification field would also nullify all magical objects as well. Right. Okay. In that case, I'm going to stay put uh, right behind Ignis and uh, Korak and everyone else where I'm standing. (laughs) And see what happens. That's it. All right. Okay. Um, then uh, before we move back to Jackal's turn, uh, the light warms up to that gold color again. Um, it, fl- it like it kind of flashes. It's really quick this time. Um, but then it fades out slow as well. Uh, kind of like it did, Gob, as uh, you remember like when it cooled off that one time when the light first turned on. You notice that it like cooled off from this gold color back to like daylight. And Garrisil continues to speak. Now Then Korak, then you happened. You had always been a source of pride to your mother and I. We watched you go from life to life, finding new ways of creating, new ways of killing, new ways of hope, new forms of destruction, new stakes of perfection, new lows for desperation. You embodied the peaks and troughs of mortal existence, and you did it effortlessly. I'll admit my own failing in not seeing that the creation of just two pieces of Malar might be enough to attract the attention of Ichabar. The power propagated by your very life was like blood in the water. But then, you had the great idea to reach out and touch the mind of the very thing that was intent on devouring our entire existence. I tried to intervene. But I was too slow. Drained from my years of harsh grieving, I gave into those emotions for far too long. I ended up shifting some web of knowledge into the domains of the Shadow Realms, which had just been stymied for the time being. The Illithid Empires began to compete with you then, my son. That part of your moral suffering is a direct result of my actions. Or inaction. There's a great many things I'm not proud of. A vast swath of regrets lie in my wake. However, there's not many I would presume to change. Anguish, hurt, pain, trauma, all of it a necessary journey. But if I could reach back through the wrinkles of time to disrupt the machinations of the Illithid, I would ensure they never wrap their slimy proboscis around your destiny. I don't blame you, Korak. I don't blame you for ending the world. I don't blame you for giving in to your mortal desires for love and family, and equity. I don't blame you for seeking out the brotherhood of outcasts, to be wrapped up with spiders and orphans. 
to fight alongside dragons and exiles, you always liked broken things. Whether to fix them or to admire their beauty mattered not to me. I see the same happening here with this cohort of yours. Like with most broken things you've gathered through your lives, however, well, let's look it back on how you've done, shall we? Your truest love is dead by your own inability to act. Your best friend, the only mortal you met who never judged you outright from the beginning, died while drawing attention away from you. Your traumas have dragged all your friends here through horrific experiences of their own, yet somehow, you command a respect from them that I cannot fathom. And Jackal, we move to your turn. First thing I'm going to do is move out of the light over the years. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, hang on. My, my bad. I missed a, a cue on when the light turned golden. Sorry. 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 You're fine to move. Um, I just wanted to say that the light actually, um, the spotlight moves to uh, cover the distance. It basically moved to track Medusa and Ezra as they both move that way kind of together. And at this point, I have to ask you something mm -hmm. as the DM. <clears throat> this uh, communication coming to us from Duracell, is it telepathic? <laughs> um, man, that's a really good question. I think in its essence, no. Um, it's more like, um, it's a more tangible form of what happens when a god or like a patron or a, de a deity or something answers your prayer. Um, but it's like, instead of it being like, a, oh, I, got, I have a feeling, you know, that this deity heard me or something. It's like an actual real physical tangible form of that where you can hear the voice. Um, okay. how, however... Like sending plus uh, yeah yeah effectively i will say though that there is some like because i mean jackal's a master of the psychic arts and it would be wrong of me not to like give you something here so there is um a like a portion of this speech that he's giving that is echoing into some of those like psychic wavelengths um, enough, probably not enough that you could, uh, like piggyback on them to then communicate back with him psychically. Um, but you can, you still like, it triggers your truth telling ability and That's what I was yeah. And everything, like everything that he's saying, um, as far as he believes is true. Like he's not speaking lies right now. I am going to shoot a lightning-attuned energy beam at the spotlight. Okay. Miss Cork, please, Miss Cork, please, Miss Cork. <laughs> what's what's the dif the distance on that? Uh, energy beam has a ninety foot range. Yeah, that's not going to uh, reach. I feel really bad because it it sounds like such DM bullshit, but it's not. Like I had this hard number in my head. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say something a little bit more. Uh, Jeff, we'll move to your turn. I'm done. <laughs> All right. Uh, Medusa, your turn. Uh, yeah, just praying to... Am I saying it right? Uh, is that Ren Drag? Is that his name? Yeah. Am I saying it correctly? Yeah, just continuing with my shield forward. I'm going to use my full movement. 
explain that. Okay, yeah, so you're, you're like, having this internal discussion with him. The light comes over you. As you as you're like walking, it it uh, you get out of the out into the darkness just long enough to kind of have that uninterrupted conversation with him, and then the light comes back over you, and he's like, "So anyway, I was thinking maybe if it's just like echoing, kind of, I guess probably more more like um, I know I had mentioned it sound like standing at the end of a tunnel. That's when you speak." But when he's talking, it's almost like his voice cuts off because there's this wall of noise. Like if you were to, um, if you're like sticking your head through like a waterfall or something and they're like talking right next to your ear and then all of a sudden um, you move back through that waterfall and then there's that wall of water between you. You can barely hear their voice and you can't hear anything that he's actually saying. That, did that start as soon as I entered the dark? As soon as the light crossed over you again, right? And so then now you walk back out into oh. the uh, back out into the darkness, and it's like you can you can hear him again. Uh, and so uh, so while we're having this like conversation, um, so tell me, uh, Medusa, what are you up against? What what is this uh, what is this abomination that's going on here? I I, I think we're gonna have to fight Garrisil to help save the world. <laughs> You have to fight Garrisil. He killed us. He killed us, you know. Yeah, and he insulted my hair. I'm going to dash. <laughs> Big right there. Kind of hard because I'm in the dark. Um. Okay, wait. Hang on. <laughs> Make a dexterity saving throw as you run. Oh, God. Did I hit the wall? <laughs> I have no dexterity. <laughs> <laughs> For you. Sure, it's a normal wall. A deck save. That's just a four to it. Oh, I mean, it's kind of amazing to the rest of us too. Mm -hmm. Well, you can't see it. Oh, did it go through? Oh, not yet. Hang on, I haven't seen it. Oh, man. Okay, yeah. You slippery snake. You go sprinting through the darkness. Deftly avoiding like these jutting stones and like these uh, these different cobbles that are cobblestones that are like set up. As you're running, you hear, despite this magical darkness and like the way that it uh, is playing with sound around you, um, you you feel and hear uh, to your left what feels like you are now running very close to like a wall and. Uh, you know that you have just, I mean, like, narrowly avoided colliding with um, the, uh, one of the little under, undersides of the, uh, it's got, like, the, there's, like, a bridge I described in the middle of the room, right? And there's, like, these little arches that you can pass through. Um, and you, like, narrowly missed one of the archway walls as you're sprinting. I have an echo. Excellent sense of direction. That was most. Um, okay, so the light flashes red, and Garrisil continues to talk. The orphan wizard fights to protect you from false realities. He thinks he's helping you all find truth, a laughable goal from an illusionist. He carries with him all of Handelhan's knowledge. He can't see past his own nose to think to look there for his answers. That man with the dragon wings is but a shadow of himself anymore. Are you trying to fix him too? 
the one bound to that damnable dragon of Indipridus, and none of you have thought to place that garb on his back? Yet he still fights for you too. The snake-headed woman here, who's followed you your whole existence, she even grew up entire religions based on your likeness, she would die for you, Korak. And yet you can't be bothered to help her find that shadow Mephistopheles, who, by the way, is involved somehow with that masked one or someone near to him. The warrior dragon with the formidable axe, he fights for you too. He fights with a will I've not seen since General Bellator once roamed freely in the world. He may be the only unbroken mind here, yet his loyalties are strewn like a galleon that's hit a reef. Do you think you deserve his protection? I can see why you brought the exile into the fold with you. You two seem to share a lot of commonality in identity crisis. His homecoming has given him an assurance he never thought he'd have again, and that's how he continues to draw that sword and rush towards his own death for you. He's found his resolve, Korak. Where's yours? And Ezra, it's your turn. Um, having come back inside the light, is the freedom of movement still on me, or did it just get shut down with that, uh... Um... Uh, good point. <laughs> um, I think if you were to cross back out, uh, yeah, no, no, I think it, yeah, it definitely got eaten. Okay. It got eaten up. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to point my finger in the general direction of forward. Okay. You're definitely big and scary, but thank you for reminding me. Ignis. You're not yes, the sir. only you're not the only havoc here. It's been <laughs> a long time, but we fought together. We've got this. We'll be just as stupid as we were back then, but it's not like we haven't literally charged at death before. Let's go. And I'm just gonna charge into the darkness again. Uh, about there. <laughs> Run into any walls. That's actually I just realized that's kind of a funny little reunion for those two. Um, okay, if that's all Ezra wants to do. Okay, well, I guess that uh, oh, is he depends yes. on Jackal, if he communicated any of his ideas about the light. Which, I guess he didn't. So, yeah, that's everything. <laughs> Alright, uh, we'll move to Roran. Alright, Roran's just gonna follow the lead of the others and just walk, start walking towards the edge of where it is and then he's gonna draw his sword to see if he notices anything funny about the sword i'm assuming he still has a sword oh yeah yeah you you, you right. still have the sword okay um and then while i'm here the frightening magical darkness mm. i will uh we got a general idea we already yeah we already we had a general idea of the inside of this where the staff is separated from us and all that, right? Yes. Yeah, you're like on the opposite so side I'm of gonna, the room. The darkness. I am going to try to cast this. Uh, find the path. If I can find the path to the back to the quarterstaff. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, that's... You're basically on Medusa's heels. Um... And so, yeah, you, you can tell, like, which direction to go. Um, and, like, you can tell how far away it is. Uh, okay, the shortest and most direct route, but not necessarily the safest route. I like that. So, uh, yeah, basically, it's saying, like, straight ahead, um, more or less. 
Straight ahead. Don't forget there's rocks jutting out. <laughs> yeah. <from here. laughs> there's a wall to my left. <laughs> then can I just make... Can I? Is there a way a observation or a perception check will help me out here? Uh, yeah, you can roll perception. Roll with disadvantage only because you're in... See, I did it again. I'm like, roll roll a perception. And then I waited. And then I'm like, roll with disadvantage. Um, okay, with a 13, um, you... Yeah, it's hard to get like a lock on where exactly you are. You remember you I will say you you'll remember that there's like a, a broken what looked like maybe like a remains of a broken pillar or maybe something fell off of the roof of this place uh are on right. the on the floor very close to you. And with your perception check, you're able to start like as you're running, you're beginning it takes you a minute and you don't feel it till your feet are on it. Um, instead of like noticing maybe the sound changing, like if we're doing like an echolocation type of a thing with the perception check and because it was with disadvantage, that 13 means you don't feel those stones until like your feet are kind of touching them. Um, but with a, with a 13, I'm not going to make you roll a deck saving throw for those ones. Okay. Um, so yeah. Then I will just move my feet to the side. Perfect. That was the exact right direction. (laughs) 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 Um, yeah. Okay, you're 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 good. Is that all you want to do? All right. That is my turn. Okay, Ignis, we move to you. (laughs) And not much has changed. Probably just follow Ezra's example and run into the darkness. Uh, It's up to thirty feet, which is here. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I still don't have any. I haven't found. I, I haven't come up with anything with my skills that I could really do. Yeah, to that's all right. Situation, so that'll probably be it. Okay. Um, the light flashes blue, and uh, as Garrison be he keeps talking, his voice gets um a lot. Um, the energy moves up in it, right? And he's just like. If only you had another thousand years to flourish. You could have become something truly worthy of this world. As it stands, your memory will be as fleeting as a spark of fire is to the ocean. As surely as the sun rises in the east and sets in the west, Ichabar will devour this world. I have one option left to me. One that would permanently delay his arrival, and one I hoped I would never need to use. You've left me with no option but to grind the shards of Maelar into powder. I will use every scrap of power that remains to destroy all traces of magic in this world. I will become the kiln through which all power is driven and used over and over until there is none left to be taken. Many will die, Korath, including your daughter. Did you ever stop to wonder how a mortal being like her lived for such a span? You saw, what, one or two jinn souls bound inside of mundane objects and you thought, they all must have landed that way. Did it ever occur to you that some of them would have taken root in the hearts and souls of living creatures? Her essence is so completely wrapped up with the djinn, I can hardly tell the difference. It's baffling to me that she didn't end up trapped somewhere herself after I unleashed that hurricane. Yes, she will die alongside many others. Others whose lives are bound to the djinn, others who rely too heavily on magic. Others still who will simply be at the wrong place at the wrong time. Only then, Korak, only then can we, we, we be left alone. Only then can we rebuild. Only then can we finally 
And uh, the room shakes. Whoops. Uh, the room shakes um, really violently, actually. And there's a a sound of stone breaking. And then another voice kind of uh, echoes through this room like a cannonball shot. And it says, um, Yes, you betrayed me, Carousel. Uh, and a few of you who may or may not be familiar with this voice, uh, you recognize the voice of Korg. Oh, shit. Uh, Korak, it's your turn. Um, I think um, finding any reassurance in the fact that maybe something else might be delaying his action. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and, like, I don't know what you call dash for flying, like, what that word is, but I'll try to. I'll, I'll expend. <laughs> yeah, you, you can you can dash and use double your movement speed with flying. Flap harder. <laughs> Flap my wings. It's gotta be. I'll look it up later. Um, um, and I guess as best as I can while I'm flying towards the light. I mean, I'm trying to. I don't. I don't think I looked up at the ceiling when I first came into this room. I am trying to gauge this light because I mean, clearly it's responding to uh, Garrison while he's talking. Oh, I'm sorry. What about it? Are you? Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to determine what this light even is. Oh, is this, is this magic? Is this actually just so happens to be a source of light in the ceiling? But for some reason, it's changing the color of the light, filling the room each time he's speaking. Um, I guess whatever you think, I might need to roll for that determination. Um, okay, so roll. I want you to roll a Arcana check, and also. Well, okay, first roll an arcana check. So with a 21, I think it's, you're gonna, it takes you not that long to kind of recognize like things from your father's domain. Um, and you're recognizing kind of as I described to, uh, what was it, Medusa? About it, this kind of being like a layer or like a domain. It's like this place is somewhere that your father controls. And that light is tied intrinsically to the power that he's manifesting here. I guess, yeah, roll like a religion check then. But roll that one with advantage. I think off the top of your head, you're not able to kind of pinpoint what it what it's for. You just know that it's tied to his power. Okay. At this range, is it is it just kind of like... I'm trying to think of a good comparison. It's like... Like, I mean, I look up at my ceiling right now, I can tell, like, there's something physically producing this light versus, like, am I looking at almost like a sun right now? Like, do I feel like it's something I can even tangibly touch at this range as I'm trying to get as close as I can? Uh, yeah, the spotlight, you're definitely way closer to it. Like, the orb of the light is way bigger now okay. to you as you're flying towards it. Yeah, I, I think I have a plan. I'll, I'll see what happens if I can get closer or not in the next turn. Okay. Um, as uh, the as you fly closer and closer to it, the light turns green. The uh, that booming voice, like a cannon, again uh, crashes through everybody's head, and the room rumbles again as there's a, a another loud cracking of stone, um, and what sounds like static electricity is crackling all around. As um, you hear Quark go. As uh, he rams his own will up against that of Garrisil. And Gob, we move to your turn. Okay. 
Uh, my question is this light on the ground, is it moving towards the center or is it growing and expanding? Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, um, and that's a really good question. Uh, it is it is growing, or rather the light itself is moving, the magical darkness is staying away, and the magical nullification field remains. Wait, so mm. the light and the no- magical nullification field are tied together, right? Yes. So wherever there's light... So there's Well, that, well, okay, that let me put it this way. The light is, is, is forming a magical nullification field. And that field is growing. Yes. Correct? Okay. Even though the light has moved on and you're no longer, like, standing in the spotlight of it, that magical nullification uh, is still there. Right now, I'm standing in the light, not in the darkness. And if I don't move, I'm going to stay in the light. It's not like the darkness is going to come over me, right? That's correct. Okay, that's what I wanted to make sure. Um, in that case, um, I'm going to look up at the light and kind of um, take aim, so to speak. I guess kind of point out with both my hands. Uh, as I'm going to kind of slowly walk towards the, the edge of the darkness. Um, as I do, I'll kind of adjust that I'm aiming so that I'm still pointing at the light. And then as soon as I step into the darkness, adjust again. So hopefully I'm pointing still right at the light and try to cast a magical spell outside of that that light. Oh, Send nice. three little beams of magic at the light, see if anything happens. Nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, they fly up. Um, Korak, you, you feel these missiles kind of like fly up past your back. Um, and they all crash into... Did you only cast one of them, or did you cast it at a higher level? I cast... Uh, level one is three missiles, though, so I okay. cast all three. Did you just cast magic missile on the darkness? <laughs> <laughs> I cast null. We did it! <laughs> and we've we done it, guys! The game right there. D&D is over! <laughs> it was that easy. <laughs> um... Uh, okay, so go ahead and roll damage for the other two missiles, or is that are they all four damage? Um, three plus. I'm not sure to be honest. Did I just hit magic missile like two more times? I mean, you rolled a def- You rolled the best. Okay, yeah. So, um, uh, these three missiles fly up past. You can't really see them, but Korak, you feel them move past you, um, up above your head, um. As you're like flapping your wings, you feel them move just past your wings. Um, if this hadn't been anything other than magic missile, I was gonna make you roll a like some kind of an accuracy check. Um, but it's magic missile, so it doesn't miss. Um, even from magical darkness. So they crash into the spotlight, which shakes, and Korak, you can see cracks forming in it. Um, but Gob, nothing, uh, nothing other than that happens. You do hit it though, like you get. And you're able to successfully cast that spell. Then I'm going to move back into the light. Um, just shout to everyone that spells work in the darkness. The light can take damage. And that's it. I think that's all my movement. I'll move back right here to where I was started from, I guess, 10 feet out, 10 feet back. Um, all right. There's a few things that happen here. Uh, one, um, the light, the it turns kind of that golden color. Um and it begins to move and track Medusa, Ezra, Ignis, and Roran, who have all gone sprinting out of the bubble. I have mixed emotions about this. I'll be able to see, but I don't want the light. And illuminates this vast chunk. Medusa, you're not on top of this thing. You are underneath the uh, archway there. Um, the light... Uh, I also want to acknowledge the light is also getting bigger. The, the orb uh, that is like 
searing through this magical darkness is growing and growing in, in uh, diameter. And uh, you you hear uh, Garrisil has stopped speaking um, and is now cursing under his breath at Korg, who continues screaming as the room rumbles uh, and shakes. And Korak, you actually see um, these... You see a glint. Actually, make a make a perception check, Korak. And actually, um, everyone make a perception check. I'm sorry, not just Korak. Uh, okay, so the the four of you, Ezra, Roran, Jackal, Medusa, you you four, and Gob, you five, see uh, a blue glint. Korak, I don't know how you miss it. It falls right in front of your face. Um, <laughs> but you somehow miss it. Uh, a a uh. blue, shiny object falls um, from nearby the uh, the light source as it is almost now pointed directly down. Um, and lands here. Oh, do we have to take him out? Hmm. Um, and Jackal, we will move to your turn. So as a player, I don't really expect this to work. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to move to right here. And um, in the panel uh, southeast of me, I'm going to manifest a nomad game. <laughs> the other end of which... A location I have seen within the last 24 hours, ah. directly north of the staff. Huh. <laughs> um, oh man. Okay, roll a. Hang on, I I need to pull up your character sheet so I can do this properly. Again, I I, I want you to roll a a Constitution saving throw. <laughs> okay. Um. Roll it. Don't be liquefied. Check. Jackal soup. Now, is that uh, it successfully formed and I tried to step into it, then I roll that? Or as, um, as you cast it and the gate opens. Okay. Roll 1d20 plus constitution. Ooh. <laughs> oh, shit. Ooh. Okay. Um, let's see. You said you put it, the gate here? Yeah. More or less? <clears throat> oh, shoot. I think I know what's happening. Oh, is one of the orbs nearby? No, if the other side of that gate is full of energy or something, and I just opened a, <laughs> okay. a gateway into it. Yeah. Um, Jeff. Oh, man. Jeff, Gob, and Jackal, I need you all to make wisdom saving throws. Okay, now everyone's got to make a dexterity saving throw. Jeff, unfortunately, you have to make with disadvantage. Oh, all of us? Uh no I'm sorry just just Gob Jackal and Jeff I think I'm gonna use a point of inspiration and redo that okay it's probably a good idea probably a good idea he chose poorly <laughs> oh it was only one point less <laughs> I had such a good wisdom save too <laughs> oh, okay um I see this coming but I can't move to move to touch it. <laughs> Oh my god, this is going to hurt. You okay. set them up into a blender is what you did. Jackal, no. <laughs> it's so much worse. You see the inevitability of your defeat and you can do nothing to stop it. Um, okay, so as Jackal opens this <laughs> nomad gate. Oh, um, so, man. You know that age-old debate on whether if you if you were to open up a portal like under at the at the floor of the ocean, 
um, and you're you're on top of like somewhere where there's no water pressure at all. Um, what would happen? Well, that's kind of this, except instead of the ocean, it's like raw divine energy, um, and it it rolls out in like a giant tidal wave um, before collapsing the Nomad Gate. Um, but there's just enough of it that spreads out to about a thirty foot radius and hits hits Jeff Gob and, and Jackal for twenty seven points of radiant damage, and th- and then. Um, you're all going to lose two points of hit points uh, permanently. Oof. Oh. Oh. Um, Gob, you're going to take twice that, including the permanent damage. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. one. I'm huh. so sorry. Um, and to make it seem cool, Gob, like, you see this tidal wave coming towards you, and you just, like, you're overcome with flashbacks of seeing that giant wall of water above... Uh, the uh, the tower that you're that you fought your mother in, <laughs> and and you your first thought was oh no, the arcane sciences academy, and then uh, <laughs> and then it crashes into you. Asa. <laughs> oh no, Asa. <laughs> can I um before I do all this damage, can I ask you one question? Yeah. Uh, do my bracers that Landis gave me years ago um do anything oh yeah shit he gets wild magic oh yeah maybe i'll teleport to a different plane of existence and avoid some of this damage um okay yeah as okay we'll roll first roll a d 100 i love how though ace is like i can just picture him like outdoors curb stomping somebody but hey just so we make it look cool while i'm bashing our teeth in the concrete i'm going to give you a cool backstory of why i'm bashing your teeth in the concrete. <laughs> wear, the, wear, wear these sunglasses it'll make you look cooler while i'm bashing your teeth in <laughs> okay um uh okay so as gob tries to like leap away from this giant tidal wave of of energy um, everyone in the room notices that the room noticeably starts to smell like lavender, and Gob, you smell like lavender. <laughs> you're, you're going to smell like lavender for two whole days. Mm. <laughs> Softens the blow a little bit. We should just smell fr- fresh smelling <laughs> How did that wild magic manifest? Was it like the equivalent of like a Mixed to He's got like these these shoelaces or something, uh, like the tips of shoelaces that are magical. They're called aglets. aglets. Their true purpose is sinister. <laughs> I just imagine there's like this poof of magic from his ankles, and he's like neat, and then this tidal wave just like clocks him. Um, that was fun. Thanks, thanks, Jackal. Uh, <laughs> are, you, are is that all you want to do? Uh, no, I want to murder that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right jeff it's, it's your turn i literally had i gone before him i all i was gonna do was this and then i would have <laughs> been out of the way oh man okay uh medusa it's your turn there is a big wall of energy uh right in front of you that you can now see um as you sprint full force like you realize now as the light um, shines on you and breaks up the magical darkness, like even here underneath the, I don't know if you want to call it a causeway, but whatever it is, catwalk, you realize how close to the wall you are. <laughs> like your, ga- your bracers are almost, your bracers, your pauldrons are almost like grinding on it. 
Um, but you deftly avoid hitting anything. Uh, but you're like running straight towards this wall of energy. Does the wall of energy? Did it look like any of that radiance that just bursts out of uh, behind um, the party? <laughs> I well, no, because there's magical darkness back there too, right? So you didn't see anything happen beyond the wall. Um, maybe you saw the wall shimmer for a second. Chance it with the wall, or maybe I should just go for that blue gem. Can ev- everyone else see that gem? Should I go for that? Yeah. Only if you're more than thirty. Go for the gem. Do it. <laughs> um, I guess I'll go <laughs> up to it and uh, what would this be like? Religion or Arcana? Can I try to roll? Arcana would be best. So it's not super easy to tell right now, but um, this is definitely like a. There's something about this object that is tied uh, intrinsically with like the power that's here in the room. It's doing something, and it has something to do with this room. I'm gonna hit it with my warhammer. I'll learn something from this. Should I just make an attack? <laughs> yeah, just make an attack. <laughs> just, yeah, just roll an attack. Okay. I think that hits. <laughs> should, um, I, yeah. should I hit the damage too, or does it matter? Um, yeah, you might as well do the damage. Okay. How's it looking? Um, you you smash it like into there's like it fell on like a pile of dirt, and you smash it. You hit it square on, and it like kind of just dents it down into the dirt. Um, and it doesn't look like it, you did any real damage to it, but you definitely scored a solid hit. Well, the the light doesn't allow us to do magic, so I probably can't do, I probably can't do my smites in here. Um, do I have like multiple attack thing? Uh, oh, extra attack! I'll just hit it again. Why not? Take this, Jim. No, you don't miss. You just smash it further into the dirt. Uh, You're not gonna give it any cool background damage. <laughs> yeah, it um it, it, it stands up and it, it starts insulting your mother. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you blue bitch. Um, you you do so. I'll say this: you smash it down into the dirt, and as it like kind of indents further in, you feel it touch um, the the stone underneath. Um, so now you have it like wedged between the stone and like there's a solid foundation. I'm so confused what to do with this. <laughs> um, is that all you want to do? I'll I'll just alert everyone about I'm just trying to smash this blue orb, this gem. <laughs> do, do you want me to bring it to the glowing energy wall? Um, I, I don't know what to do here. <laughs> That'll be my turn. All right. Um, the the light flashes red. Garrisil and Korg continue to um, scream at each other. Korg is shouting something about um, the final conflict, and Garrisil is. Um, is trying to, uh, I don't know, not backpedal, but he's trying to explain, like, by peace, he doesn't mean peace, just means um, saving everyone, and Korg is, you know, I don't care. Uh, pretty much what you would expect from the, the god of war being told that, you know, his cool big new toy fight isn't going to come. Um, and Ezra, we will move to your turn. Suppose it would be... Is there any observable difference in the room as the lights flash through these different color um so let's see standing in the okay make a perception check um okay so you notice it's not the spotlight necessarily that's i mean it is like the spotlight is definitely changing color but there's a secondary pinprick of light that you can see 
rimming the edge of the spotlight. Um, so when it flashed red just now, um, you mm-hmm. saw like a secondary pinprick of light kind of next to the spotlight um, that then tinged the entire light red. Um, but other than that, nothing about the room is changing. Not that you can see. But the light up above, we've got the one thing there. We've got the two gods punching each other. Would anyone be opposed to me throwing that blue stone at that yellow wall? As long as I'm more than 30 feet away from it. Go ahead. Sure, she's just gonna pick it up out of the crater I just smashed it into. Right. Hearing no resistance, I'll move over. Assuming it's a size that I actually can pick up yeah. and chuck it at that energy barrier. Yeah, it's, it's like it fits nicely in the palm of your hand. Um, okay. okay, roll... <laughs> Roll a. I mean, I guess just roll like a regular strength. Yeah, uh, use dex because it's a ranged attack. Um, yeah, just roll a dexterity check or acrobatics, maybe. No, dexterity, just straight dexterity because it's technically a improvised weapon, I think. Your dex. <laughs> Fuck a day. Okay. Um, Ezra didn't play baseball growing up. I'm guessing. Not that I did. Not that I know what that's. I like. have a five proficiency bonus. <laughs> I'm good with ranged things, really. <laughs> I know everybody has a five proficiency bonus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. Um, the stone doesn't, I mean, like it plinks off, maybe it plinks off the, the wall. Um, and I guess, let's see. So how about this? Sorry, you guys. Throw the it, rock doesn't want to go over it there. It doesn't go the direction you had hoped. Like, I guess I'm guessing you were trying to hit like where you could see the wall here. Uh-huh. Um, it it curves around and disappears into the darkness. Oh, did insult your mother? Did it? <laughs> <sighs> uh, Roran, we'll move to your turn. Not being in the center of this light—that is great. Uh, well, throwing it into the darkness changed my plans, so. Could always damage the ceiling thing. Mm-hmm. Can attempt that. Or touch the weird energy wall. That's a little too far. I'm going to go to the edge of the darkness. To the dark. There we go. And same way of aiming uh, at the light that Gob did. I will as um. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Gonna use a free action before I step into the darkness. Yell at Korak, watch yourself. <laughs> um, that does work in the darkness. Unfortunately, it's not going to get even halfway there. Okay. So, or uh, yeah, I would like to take that moment. Do I notice anything in the darkness while sunbeams going off? Um, you it lights you up pretty brightly. Um. Man, but no, nothing, nothing else. Nothing. It is, it's magical darkness. Right. I'd, I'd be doing everyone a disservice if I started <laughs> retconning what magical darkness really is. Right. Okay. I'm going to go back in the <laughs> light and yell at everybody. Sorry, that didn't work. I can't math. Uh, Ignis, we're going to go to your turn. I'll probably try and follow what everyone else or what couple of us have been doing um attacking the light is it within 320 feet yes <laughs> yes and then i can use my crossbow with disadvantage <laughs> if that's all right yeah absolutely go for it <laughs> oh 
Oh no! Oh no! Um. Okay. Well. Um. Wow. Um. Don't hit Korak. Don't hit Korak. Um. <laughs> roll damage. No. Oh no. Okay. Not too bad. Um. Korak, roll a roll a d6. Sorry. Oh, you know what? Actually, can I do some? Yeah. Can yes, please. Lucky! Let go. me try that again. <laughs> okay, it's not a nat. Okay. It's not a nat. <laughs> I went from red to black. <laughs> I'm gonna think that that doesn't hit it anyway. No, it, it doesn't, but you you no longer hit Korak. I think, um, Korak, you, you feel a crossbow bolt pass between your horns. <laughs> Like it came so, it came so <laughs> close to hitting you. On the head. Oh. Well, I was gonna have him roll a d6 to see where yeah. on the body it landed, but yes, um, for for the sake of uh, showing how close of a call that was just now, um, I think it's fun to to think if uh, Ignis just like shot it through the hoop of Corax <laughs> horns. His horns are just stylized like a basketball hoop. Oh. I thought, I thought a lightning bolt and a magic missiles. I had a bolt. Just like I like look down at all you guys. And I just like you throw the biggest frown that you can see from this range. Not me. Not me. Just put my crossbow back and just be like, I'm done. That's all I'll do. That'll be my turn too. Okay, so the this time instead of the light turning blue. Um, that gemstone that fell on the ground, uh, it shines really super bright and, uh, like really super bright blue. And I need Ezra and Medusa to make wisdom saving throws. Um, all right. So I think Medusa roll, roll an arcana as this goes off. And since you critted on that, I'm going to, I'm going to extend Ezra some luck here. Okay. Um that okay, so you actually because you critted on your wisdom save and you were standing like within touching distance of Ezra, you this blue light flashes and you feel like something like comes out of this could I step uh in front and uh uh use my shield to try to defend? Yeah, oh yeah, I like that a lot. Okay, so you actually you step in front and your shield um I call out Rendrag. <laughs> ah. um, your shield does sort of deflect this like beam of magic um, that has kind of burst out from this stone, um, and both of you will make that save um, because your your charisma save was over the DC of the wisdom save as well, um, and you critted <laughs> on it. So uh, I yeah, as a pal, especially as a paladin, I'll grant you that ability to like protect Ezra from that. Um, and there's another loud uh, bang. Korak, make a perception check. You're the only one who would be able to see this. Um, you see a red glint um, kind of fall past you to your, like, off to, in front of you, but to your right. Like, it just barely passes through the light. <laughs> um, and then, and falls into the darkness. Uh, and at this point, Korak, I think you're basically butting up against the like the magical wall, but you're up in the air, um, and it's your turn. Okay. Um, 
So this is, it's effectively like the ceiling. Where this it, yeah. You're, you're like, is. you're 30 feet away from this light at this point. Like you could move to it. Okay. At this point. Uh, and just the closer I begin to the state, it just, it just makes me think of uh, Garrisil's domain. Like it just, it just definitely connected to him in some way. And then it has cracks on it. And then after it was damaged, the light actually grew larger. Uh, every time that the golden light flashes, the 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 diameter of the orb gets bigger. Um, but there seemed to be a pretty obvious correlation to God hitting it that first time, and then the light grew. So, like, more of the darkness has moved away. Um, yeah, every time that the light moves, it eats away the magical darkness, yeah. Okay, um... I wasn't sure what it was going to be up there, if it was something I could, like, redirect, but if it seems like hitting it has been basically revealing more of the map um but that doesn't matter because i'm a warlock um he's not even gonna try to say anything <laughs> about love um he probably did his best to grit his teeth and clench his fist when garrison talked about love but he will take offense to the words that only then can we be left alone and by being alone, we're at peace. By stripping the world of magic, we'll be safe. And I'll just try to put all all my energy into these Eldritch Blasts, screaming that that's not what anyone wants, it's what you want. Oh, oh my god. Um, roll two more. <laughs> oh my god. Are you still blasting them out of your mouth? Roll two more. Okay. Okay. Um, Korak screams. Korak screams with, like, every fiber of his being. Uh, as, as Korak screams with all of his might, um, a mighty blast of magic comes from him, uh, literally escaping from the magical null as uh, his eyes flare bright uh, green, the same color of the magical energy you've seen from Garrisil before but also tinged with a more of a golden energy that you guys have seen come from Malachi as a literal like laser beam just Korak turns into a prism that directs all energy uh, all energy from that light back into itself along with his own magic and it shatters um, there is a loud rumble and suddenly you can see everything. The magical darkness vanishes as uh, pieces of glass and stone fall down onto the causeway, uh, that little catwalk there. Um, and the magical barrier still remains, but you can hear that Garrisil has stopped fighting with um, as his attention has been brought to the change of uh, the magical state of this room. Um, awesome. Amazing. I love it. Very, very good. Um, I don't know if I can see from here, if I can see this semi-tangible thing of Garrisil down there. Oh, like that presence of his? Yeah. Yes, you can. It, it Basically, it's taking up, like, the whole room almost, but yeah, you know he's there. All right. Yeah, I'll just, I'm just kind of hanging up there in the air, and I'm just kind of staring down at him, like, not really smiling, not really frowning, but something in between, as my face is a little twisted. I love it so much. Um, okay. Is that all you want to do then? There? Oh, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Perfect. 
there's a a bright flash um of green but it's not coming from that spotlight obviously not anymore um I think most of you would be able to notice, especially Korak being in the air, it's coming from right uh, as there is a gemstone that has fallen onto the causeway, the catwalk. I, I'm just going to call it one. Of them. Um, and when that happens, there appears a, a, a man in a suit, which most of you recognize as being Garrisil's avatar. That green light flashes, and then that is there suddenly. And the avatar is going to walk up here to both Ezra and Medusa. And he's going to reach out and he's going to touch Ezra. You didn't ask for consent. <laughs> Does a, holy shit. Does a 26 hit your AC? I'm, gonna, I'm <laughs> going to assume yes. Um, y yes, it does. Okay. Sorry. That's, uh, <laughs> um, okay. You're going to take... 23 hit points, uh, excuse me, 23 points of radiant damage as this avatar touches you, and it's going to, like, he, he, he's not, like, he's touching you, like, he's grabbing your shoulder, like, um, the way it is, he's reaching, reaching down to, um, kind of look at the spot where the blue gemstone was. Okay. Where it had fallen, and it was, like, looked like he was going to pick it up, and he was, like, touching your shoulder as he was, like, like a friend would if they're bending down to pick something up, kind of. Um, and yeah. as, as he grabs your shoulder, it, like, your shoulder turns cold. And you take that that damage, um, Gob. It's your turn. Okay, I'm gonna use a. Uh, well, um, yeah, I'm gonna stay in the back, like I am. I'm gonna use a potion of healing that I've had on me for a while. It looks like it says two d four plus two. Okay, and then um, yeah, I'm gonna stay in the back, <laughs> away from most of those people and the gems. Can I do like a? Um, I guess like an arc kind of check on just the gems themselves or something or to yeah see if that's anything make a perception check to see if you can see the uh, other ones uh we'll keep that arcana roll but um so okay well you know where the you know where the blue one was that was pretty easy to like you knew where that got thrown um the green one you may you know, may not be able to see it as it's like sitting kind of on the bottom and there's like a slight this like this thing here is like a slight retaining wall like a walkway uh, railing kind of uh, but you see another one I'll give that with a nine I mean, it's glowing pretty brightly this uh, this gold one right here um, okay. and that with that arcana like you know that these are these stones are, t are tied to Garrisil's power here in this in this layer like harmful to us or um... potentially yeah okay the the green one manifested that avatar of Garrisil that's walking around now okay yeah that's it then I just um, there's a bright flash of gold from this one down here on the statue. And, uh, as it flashes, you all see that the wall, um, flashes really brightly gold as well. There's a, a moment where you see the avatar of Garrisil standing out here, um, reaching past Ezra. I almost said Tyrek. Um, reaching down past Ezra, he's... He's standing there, but then, like, you see past the golden um, light in the wall, you see, like, that ball of energy that you know to be, like, Garrisil's true form, true divine form. Um, but for some reason, like, you can also almost see that, like, avatar of the suited man standing back there as well, and he's holding a book. Um, Korak, 
you would recognize this book pretty immediately. Uh, this is your father's book of death. And um, everybody except for Jackal, as he opens this book and begins to read from it, I want everyone except for Jackal to make a dexterity saving throw. As energy... Oh, Jackal and... I'm sorry. And Roran. Jackal and Roran do not need to, to uh, make this saving throw. This, uh, this like, wave of energy begins to wash uh, from his mouth out through the uh, underneath the, the tunnel here um, and Korak up to you. It like crashes up and above um, this causeway thing and starts to move up and over. And wow, holy shit, you guys. <laughs> Not Wait, ruin it. 2021. Oh, man. No cop. So this takes the whole entire room. Uh, it's just like it's not even like I, I'm describing it like a wave. It's not really like that. He's he's speaking like as he's reading from this book, and you see like these these um. I don't, have you guys ever seen like a, a a cloud chamber um to track radiation particles? Mm. Yeah. You guys ever seen videos of that? Like um, basically, it just looks like this. I don't know. It's hard to, I guess it looks kind of like fireworks, maybe shooting off in kind of in random directions as he's speaking, like these words have power to them. Um, and this energy, uh, is shooting out, uh, underneath and above this, this like bridge. Um, and Korak and Gob are the only ones not able to like dodge out of the way. Mine should be a 13. I don't know if that matters, but the robot stars. Um, how many hit points do you have? Oh no, fifty-two. Okay, okay. Korak, how many hit points do you have? Oh, it should still be at full. I'm at one hundred and six. Okay, Korak, you're going to take one quarter of your health. Uh, it's going to eat away one quarter of your health as you get struck by this. Uh, same with Gob. Um. What kind of? One, we'll it, say just, one quarter rounded down. I'm not gonna be a. Is, I'm not gonna be a total dick about it. Is it divine? Yes. You're not gonna give him a cool backstory as to why you kicked him. <laughs> um, no. Is it worse? He stole his lunch money but gave back the change. Stole his mother. It's fair. Shattered his light bulb. I give it. Okay, and Jackal, it's now your turn. I'm going to target. Uh, the avatar is on the other paper. Mm. With a uh, psionic hammer. So, uh, 120 foot range. It's a um, target must succeed a strength saving throw of 18. Okay, you reach for that psychic power, and it's the same effect as last time. You are still in a magical null field. I know the spotlight's gone, but the effect remains. Stupid orbs. <laughs> you feel that same, like, physical kick as you attempt to throw that psychic hammer. Um, and I think even uh, the avatar looks over at you as it senses, like, your attempt to use this energy. Uh, and then c- continues to look for the gemstone. And his attacks are magical. His are psychic, and so he... Let's see. Um, it uh, we've discussed this a lot uh, over the, <laughs> over the years. 
and the psychic energy is is different from regular magic in some in a lot of different ways um but they still share a like a common thread somewhere along the way and there uh there's where it's like the null field will work on it but jackal can still um like i'm trying to think it, it, where whereas gob can't get the lighter lit in the null field um jackal can make the the flame catch for a second but it, it, it is like immediately blown out okay. if, if well, i was talking sense. about the the avatars oh the yeah. avatar oh well the, the avatar this is like the this is uh garisil's lair for lack of a better term there's also a caveat on anti-magic field that says it stops all magic except that created by artifacts or deities is at least one of those things <laughs> maybe both <laughs> Um, so I'm, I'm, uh, I, I'm sorry to say that your attack does not go off this time. And but, he's a bit too far away to throw a dagger at, so that's it. And, uh, now that I have, um, revealed that to you guys, I will, uh, I'm not, it would be, it would be kind of fun to, like, make you guys try to remember, but that's, that right there is, like, the, uh, that's where the spotlight cast itself. So anywhere outside of that is not nullified. Jeff, we go to your turn. Oh, interesting. So how high is this yellow force field here? Um, it goes all the way to the ceiling. About 100. So I guess about uh, 90 feet. About 90 feet from straight up and down. I know the, I know the math isn't exact, but from where Korak took off um, to fly towards the light, he was about 120 feet from the light at that angle. Um, but standing directly underneath it to the ceiling is about 90 feet. If someone were to do that math, I'm sure they'd tell me that I was very wrong. <laughs> Try to keep the, the the gem away from him if you can. I love it. Um, Medusa, we go to you. I can clearly see the gem from here, right? Yes. I don't know what to do with it. I, I've hit it a few times, though. I guess it was in the sphere. Should I just try to hold on to it or smash it? Uh, I'll try smashing it outside of the magic, maybe. That'll do something. I don't know. Should I roll some check to figure out what it is? I know it's connected to him, but... Roll one more Arcana check and roll it with advantage now that you've um, kind of sensed what that energy was coming from it. Um, yeah, okay. So this this particular stone is tied to, like, kind of tied to the magical nullification in some way. It won't... You don't think it'll end the, the nullification field? But that it is projecting another kind of, um, like, nullifying magic. Uh, but this one, it's not um, to, like, nullify other magic. It would uh, – you're pretty confident that if if the energy were to successfully um, affect a person, that it would basically lock them up. It would paralyze them for um, about six seconds. Yeah. When I take out that, I'm going to hit it. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm going to give it a third level of smite. Are you attacking it a second time with the smite? Yeah, I'm hitting it with the... I, I caused the Warhammer damage, giving it that improved divine smite, so that's a D8 with that bludgeoning, and I'm uh, doing my divine smite on it. Okay. I like where you're at. Um, but the it is resistant to radiant damage, and you can tell that immediately when you hit it, and you only deal six damage to it with the divine smite. 
along with the 12 bludgeoning. Bludgeoning seems to be doing better than Radiant, I guess. Yeah, and you can actually see um, there's a there is a physical crack on this gemstone. Like there is, you can see that you've done damage to it. Okay, well I guess I'll just do an extra attack and just hit it with the with the warhammer. Excellent. <laughs> Does okay. that hit? Okay. Does it move? Um. Oh my god. Did he miss the rock that's oh, no. on the ground? I mean, yeah, it's just a rock. It doesn't really have an AC, but I can't let that go. I can't Did just let that go. Did it grow legs and move? Um, it's a stationary object. No, you hit it and you shatter it. Oh. Um, But the force of it blows your Warhammer back up, and you're also going to take eight bludgeoning damage. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Eight. Damn it. <laughs> the blue one's gone. The blue one is gone. I hope you weren't a shard. The end of turn. <laughs> Alright. Uh, the There's a bright red light that you can all see coming from on top of the altar on the other side of the energy barrier. Did anyone react to me uh, destroying the blue one? Um, Garrisil's, you know, he's too busy yelling and screaming and stomping oh. his, his proverbial feet. Uh, the avatar uh, looks up at you and scowls as you smash that blue stone. Okay, so continue with the smashing. Got it. Um, Ezra, we're going to go to your turn. Okay. Uh, let's see. What's going to be the first move? So I am going to move. Oh, move. Uh, one, two spaces to here. And then I'm going to teleport basically one space farther this way and one space up and shoot the avatar in the face uh, declaring him as my favorite foe as I do so uh, I'll use yeah I'll use sharpshooter so let's see oh this is gonna be sharpshooter for doing that okay that should be everything Yep. Uh, I'm going to guess 16 doesn't hit, though. Uh, 16 does hit. Oh, it does. Wow. Okay. Wow. Uh, let's see. Did it? Okay, so, uh, and all of that is force damage, not whatever else it's listing itself as. Okay, perfect. So, 40 force damage? Perfect. I'm then going to teleport 10 more feet <laughs> and shoot at the green stone. Back up over there. Uh, it is not my favorite foe, and I can't put the planar warrior damage on it. Um, okay. So it's behind three quarter cover. Okay. I'm gonna say you can that... see it, but it's behind three quarter cover, and I think I have the sharpshooter feet. Oh, okay. I think yeah. I think that ignores cover then. Okay, that won't hit. Though, <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> it's close. <laughs> Nine. Yeah. Uh, since I attacked at two different targets, I can. Can I teleport again with it, or is it just... Is that a magical ability, the teleporting? It's a class ability. Listed as just shifting around. I love it. Okay. You can make one additional attack with it against a third creature. Okay, I don't think I can teleport again, but I'm going to attack at the Yellowstone as well. Okay. Uh, National Park. Um, I'm going to say that hits, because that's a 10, right? That's mm-hmm. kind of what I've been going on. It's a, I mean, it's just a rock. And you're so, a sharpshooter, so. 22. Uh, that is not force damage. That's actually 
piercing damage, if that matters. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, it's piercing damage. The bullets actually ricochet off, dealing no damage. Oh. Uh. Huh. It is, like, it is a magic gun, too. But, yeah, it's not force damage. It's just piercing. So, well, okay. that was unexpected. And um, I'll end my turn. Okay. <laughs> we'll go to Werner Bull turn. Okay. First, I'm gonna just quickly uh, step out of this crazy uh, magic nullification field. And Rorn has had this item since forever and keeps forgetting that he has it. But realizes that he's carried this button all around for four years. And he at uh, the three party members that are looking really bad right now. Yes. I'm thinking that's Gob, Korak, and what's the range on that? Because Korak is like 90 feet in the air, I think. There, uh, I have no range to it. Oh, okay, yeah, as long as you can see him. Yeah, if I didn't specify as as range, it. as long as you can see him. Right. Um... Shoot. Was Ezra looking bad or? Nah, Ezra's fine. Okay. I took a decent little chunk. Uh, who else has a decent little chunk? Am I too far away? <laughs> no. Hey, Medusa, have you taken any damage? Yeah, I took like eight uh -oh. <laughs> from her own Warhammer. <laughs> if there's nobody else within the range to hit, Ezra took 25 damage, but he's not yeah. really in bad shape, so. Okay. Gob, Korak, and, um, oh, I already forgot his name. Ezra yeah. Jackal. Jeff? Jackal? Not Jeff. Jackal. Um, Jackal. Jackal. Um, Jackal. <laughs> Jackal. Is it Jackal? Is it Jackal? Is it a Jackal? Jackal. It's Jackal. <laughs> uh, I'll just press this button and see if this all works for y'all. Kind of help out a little. I am the cleric, after all. <laughs> Is that split amongst the people, or is that per person? No, they get they restore up to five d eight to three separate targets. Excellent, I love it. Twenty nine. You guys all heal by twenty nine points of health. So, okay, Gob, Korak, so, and who? Yeah, Jackal. The magic button. I've had this magic button forever. So you should long. use that every round. <laughs> I should have been using it every round. Okay, and then. Hey, you guys feeling good? All right, good. I'm just gonna... I don't want to, like, shoot some magic into the field and disappears. So, I'll just go... Well, you could go... probably get the green one, maybe. Green one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's outside. Actually, that's a good point. Asa, did I did I receive that healing, or did it nullify? Heads, it works. Tails, it doesn't. Uh, one is heads, two is tails. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Okay. Is Gob outside enough? Yeah. Yeah, Gob's Gob's on the he's like in the same square as same it's, hex as it. It's just it's just your your upper torso. That's all that's healed. <laughs> that's black, all that, matters. that black eye you had. Yeah, I'm gonna attempt a well, yeah, I'll go I think that's my limit. Oh, yeah. Can I attempt that firebolt on the green green orb? You firing at the green? Firebolts? Yeah. Firebolt. Okay. Um. 
I think I want to. Uh, I should have looked this up when we were talking about it last time. I think it makes a dexterity saving throw. It's a gem. It can't move. Three quarters cover has a plus five bonus to AC. Oh yeah, you hit it. Uh, okay, yeah, you deal eighteen fire damage to that thing. As it deserves, I guess. Is that all you want to do? That's it. That's my turn. Okay, cool. We'll move to Ignis. Uh, dashing is a bonus action. Uh, dashing, I believe, unless you have the feet for it, it's a full action. But otherwise, I think there's a feat you can take. Uh, athlete, maybe that lets you take it there's, as a. Uh... Rogue class ability lets you do it. Mm, I can't reach anything. <laughs> I'm just going to run up to the avatar, but not quite reach it. Um, well, actually, I still have my crossbow out, right? So I can still use it? Yeah. Then let's do that. <laughs> Probably doesn't hit. Um, <laughs> Blank range. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I want to I wanna give it to you because it's like you're so close. How can you miss? Um... Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't think it hits. Oh, that'd be my turn then. Okay. Korak, uh, we go to your turn. Is that green gem still whole? Yeah. And then there's a gold and a red one, as well. Yeah, the Over red there. ones um, past the shield. Oh, the gold ones act into the shield. No, the red ones past the shield. Red ones over here. By uh, sorry, let me zoom the out. books oh, and stuff. I was looking over by this. Is this the gold one right here? Uh, the gold. gold one's right here. Yeah. Just down below. Conveniently being held by that statue's hand. Okay, I was looking at these two things on the ground. I thought this was a gold and a red gem or something. Okay. Um, okay, so the red one's on the other side of the field. And, and the, the green one's, one's above me. Okay, and that green one hasn't shattered yet? No. Might be a little oh. hot to the touch. Okay, I will go ahead and... I'm going to shoot, um, this first beam will be aimed at the green gem, and then the last two will be aimed at the gold gem. Okay, wait, hang on. I just want to, I want to remind you that uh, we did just establish that magic traveling into the null zone will peter out. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought we dispersed the null zone. That's what that little light blue potato looking... Yeah, the, the light the light was basically carving a, a, a swath of anti-magic, and you guys stopped it from taking up the whole room. Oh, so is the gold gem down there? The gold gem is past that barrier for you, yeah. Okay, wait. Sorry, I need to get this straight. So the green gem, that blue stuff that's around it, is that a null zone? No, so you see this, you see this blue line here, like below Jeff and mm-hmm. traveling through Gob? That's the path that the light traveled. The light um, so, around the green gem is the light coming in from the stained glass yeah. window. Wait, what's it doing to the energy wall? Because it looks like it's going through it. Uh, the energy wall is a is like a it's established by divine magic. Yes, divine magic. Thank oh. you. I couldn't find it, the words. <laughs> so it's not stopping the little yeah. divine energy wall. Yeah, or more specifically, deific magic, because. Technically, what clerics use is also divine magic, and that's not the same. Okay, so effectively, to hit the gold one, I would need to be on the other side of the of the zone, like over here. Okay. Uh, let me just make sure real quick. Yeah, I didn't think so. Okay. Um, we could just blast the green one once it's done. We yeah. Just go over if it's, to the gold. 
it's probably overkill, but I'll just, if that's okay, I'll just direct those three beams at the green one. That second one, oh, you're in the air, so it's not in cover for you. No, I'm seeing it from above. Yeah, yeah. okay, so all three of those are going to hit. Okay, um, yeah, you deal some damage to it. Is it just resistant to energy? Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything else in the interest of time. Okay. Um, the green light flashes, and the uh, the suited man avatar that had just taken a bullet to the chest. I don't know if I... I don't think I actually established that. He actually, like, slumped over like he was dead and <laughs> fell on the ground. Um, that green light flashes, and he stands back up. And then he's going to walk here to Ignis and touch Ignis. Bad touch. Bad touch. <clears throat> I can touch you, Harry Potter. <laughs> I don't think he he hits. Is that the for AC? Yeah. No, that doesn't hit. Slap him out of the okay. way. And then he's going to continue on his way. He's going to walk out of your range. Pack up, Yes, you can. Uh, wait. I had my crossbow. Can I switch to great axe for that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Deal some damage, baby. It's better than a good axe. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Something going on there. Excellent. Okay, so yeah, you, you cleave into him pretty good. Um, he does continue walking away from you, though. Um, even though he still looks like he's got a hole in his chest, and now he's got like a axe wound in his shoulder. Um, and then he walks up to Ezra. Does not touch you, Ezra. Let's see. Uh-oh. And then walks the out of Ezra's range as well. Do you Would you like to take an attack of opportunity? Um, I'm 20 feet up in the air with a gun in my oh, hand. Oh, no, I that's right. I don't think I can. Never mind. Never <laughs> mind. He doesn't He doesn't do anything to you, and you don't do anything to him. Oh, So he walks there, um, and then we're going to move to Gob's turn. I'll move completely out of the field, um, and then, um, let's see. Um, earlier, Warren did fire damage to the green one. That actually seemed to do damage to it or did yeah it not? yeah it's, he's definitely hitting it and it's like it's hard it doesn't look damaged but it's not doing nothing it's not doing nothing okay i don't it's hard to um well since i've um been hitting by a lot of random spells i'm just try to blink and see if i can find safety on the ethereal plane when it's not my okay so i on my turn and, and pop into the ethereal plane ethereal plane until okay. it's my turn again yeah. perfect yeah over here somewhere is fine about right there. Sorry, right where? Right there, where I'm at. Oh, okay. Um, until I come back, I might figure it out. But then in the in the plane, does it look like kind of before? Like um, um, now that you're there's no magical darkness and you're looking towards the null, you can't see anybody who you know is standing in the null. Um, but I'm sorry, what's the null? Is that the, the wall? Like or? the the null zone of the null magic zone. Oh right, okay. So um, yeah. The term I it's borrowed the hyena from man. the black company. The chalk zone. <laughs> the chalk zone. Okay. So, um, so I can't see anybody in there? You can't can see anybody see, in like... there. You can see everyone else who's outside of it. Um, and beyond the where that energy barrier is, there is just like this... Um, oh, man. Like, it's, it's a sight you've never seen before. It's hard to... It's hard to describe, like... <laughs> what is it? how do you describe just like a concept right but you look past that where that barrier is and you see like the very concept of fear 
Um, and right now, its attention is not focused on you. Okay. Um, is that all you wanted to do on your turn? Yeah. Okay. Um, you see uh, the avatar like walking towards um, those stairs there. And um, again, you kind of see, like, you get that feeling like you can see the avatar, like the avatar, the, the actual being of Garrisil beyond that barrier pull out that book of death again. And I think I need everybody to make a dexterity save. Unless we're in the ethereal plane. Uh, unless you're in the ethereal plane, yes. Hey. I am dead. <laughs> I am die. Um, okay, Rorin, you're going to lose one quarter of your hit points. Ignis, you're going to lose one quarter of your hit points. Jeff, you're going to lose one quarter of your hit points. Yeah, Is that current hit points? Yeah, yeah, whatever you got. And not not permanent, sorry. Um, just whatever you what have. About, what about temporary? Um, it'll knock down. So it'll do damage to you uh, equal to whatever your... Uh, it'll be one quarter minus whatever your temporary hit points are. I forgot you have like that kinetic okay. shield. Yeah. So what was the save value on that? 18. Oh, you just missed it by one? And it's... Uh... A quarter of your current hit points, not your max hit points. Yes, it's a gravity spell. So uh, we will we will begin this at the top of the order, um, as the uh, the essence of Korg enters the chamber in in on the uh, the far right side there, to kind of clash against the essence of Garrisil. Um, lots of sparks and and lightning begin to. Um, spritz everywhere if that's the right term for it it's uh it's quite spectacular um and you feel these two presences are at odds with each other to a point where um like if you as a person were in an argument or maybe a fist fight or even a sword fight with another person and you were uh in a sword fight on top of an anthill you aren't going to give much mind to the ants, and this is a lot what that feels like. So, as this so wait, what, what's Korak doing in this moment then, too? I'm, I'm a Being dramatic bigger, in the light. I'm a slightly bigger ant, I'll have you know. <laughs> <laughs> Korak's the, the rabbit that just ran away. <laughs> oh, hell no. People started oh, shouting, and the rabbit goes, ah! Um... As Korg begins to scream, and uh, this is another small, it's a smaller monologue piece. I'm just giving you a heads up. I'm not going to read this over the course of the whole turn. I'm just going to read it all out right here. You talk of peace, brother. If everything you've said is true, peace is the last thing you've worked towards. The god of death working for peace. You know well and true that peace was snuffed out long ago, even before your own machinations. I cannot for if my ascension was divinely mandated or simply orchestrated by an ambitious fool. You have power and I won't stop you from tumbling off that silly bloody throne of yours. Your essence I will tear asunder. The flame of your thought I will extinguish, your ambitions I will crush. When my work is done here, there shall only be one master of death. And that is they who orchestrate conflict. Do not delude yourself into thinking that just because you place this mantle on my head means I cannot lift a finger against you, brother. Don't correct me! I am just as much your equal now, Garrison. Only a fool believes he can control a wildfire. Only a dolt would imagine a world where a crashing wave does not change the landscape with it. 
This is your fruit, brother. It has been grown for you and your children and all those among their peers. These are the final days and this is where I show you just how dangerous it was to allow yourself into my domain. The conflux of all my power. With that being said, here at the top of our, uh, initiative count 20, I guess, you guys are going to see... There are five portals that open up into this room. Um, five portals open up, and as these portals open up, you guys see, uh, like, through a shimmering kind of... Like the, like the shimmering that air gets when it's really hot, right? Um, but you see what is effectively the outside of the temple where all that army was mustered. There's a little bit of confusion uh, on the faces of some of the soldiers that await outside of these portals. But as they kind of lock eyes with you and see uh, the fight going on behind with that big wall of blue energy, um, some of the soldiers begin to draw their swords or lower their spears and charge towards this portal. Were you saying towards one of the specific portals or all of them? Towards all, they're like all five are at different spacings throughout this army that's outside and they're beginning to move in into the... Wait, I see the red gem on the initiative order. Has it been discovered or is it just that for its turn? It's back here. Kind of. Oh, it's on the opposite. Yeah, it's it's behind that barrier. Garrisil and Korg are both shouting kind of incoherently at each other. The blue, excuse me, the blue, the yellow gem um, flashes really brightly. And I need, let's see. I need Jeff, Roran, Gob, and Ezra to make dexterity saving throws as a pulse of energy kind of flies out under this, like, under these walkways. Um... Ignis, Jackal, and Korak are all shielded by either rubble or like these pillars here, enough to not be kind of hit by that in the way. Um, I rolled a nat twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> My uh, Robostar still doesn't seem to be adding the one, but okay. you, you rolled a nat, nat twenty. Gob does like a superhero pose and like just bears the brunt of this um this uh blast. Um so I'm gonna say unfortunately Ezra and Roran whenever you get around to it. So I think just Jeff and Ezra are going to be pushed back. Um Jeff is gonna be knocked back fifteen feet. Um, Ezra is going to be moved back 15 feet, and with that nat 1, um, you will be knocked prone. Were you holding anything at the time, Ezra? Yeah, I was <laughs> holding, I'm holding my shield and my gun. Make an additional acrobatics check for me. Um, and before you roll, make it with advantage since you are, like, you have your hand on it. Oh, perfect. Yeah, you hold on to that gun. No problem. Uh, that's still in your hand. Um, okay. Uh, we will. I'll pass the turn here to Jackal. Um, let's see. Where is it? I had a thing I was going to do last time, but we stopped. And then I almost forgot what it was, but I just remembered. <laughs> I'm going to stand on this crunchy glass here. Psychic hammer this green orb. Ooh. 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 
Um, uh, it has to succeed on a strength save, <laughs> which uh, <laughs> I don't think it's going to do. No. Okay, roll. I'm sorry. Roll your damage. I didn't mean to make you sit there. <laughs> I was like, is, is she going to roll? Like, what's going on? Um, <laughs> so that's... Uh, sorry, I'm shifting things around on my desk to get to my keyboard and my papers at the same time. Oh, goodness. Well, um, by Greenstone. At least not from not in that location. He didn't have a stat block for that. Psychic goose. hammer. Does it take the shape of like a croquet bat? Because that would be amazing. Um, it's it's basically <clears throat> just an impact of psychic force, but it can be flashy and like <laughs> a bright, vibrant light slams into the side of it. So it's eleven uh, force damage. Um, I think it jumps up and it plinks off of this yellow energy <clears throat> actually barrier. Um, the target moves 10 feet in the direction of my choice oh okay okay so, okay. no it actually falls off the little bridge thingy down towards you guys uh-huh okay falls so that everyone right can get at it because <laughs> what do the laws of physics matter when you're hitting things with your brain <laughs> hit it on the other side there you go <laughs> Excellent. And uh, that's that's it. That's all I do. Okay. Perfect. Um, Jeff, it is now your turn. So you said I got blasted upward? Yeah, you're like another, kind of. another like 10-ish feet up in the air, and then you got pushed back about 5, 10 feet back from where you were. I'm up like 30 feet and 5 feet back. Yeah. So, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, how how high is the ceiling in there? It's I believe I said ninety feet last game. Ninety feet. Um, and my two most powerful spells. What is the distance on those? I think I bite and uh, whatever else. I bite a range of self. Power word pain is a range of sixty feet. Um, you've got telekinesis at sixty feet, seeming at thirty That's fine. feet. So, um. What was, the, what was the first one? I'm sorry. Is that 60 feet. The with power word pain. Power word pain. Okay. Yeah, 60 feet. Um, just so I keep that in my mind. Um, so can you said they're kind of they don't even take notice that we're in there, right? Yeah, basically. So, would I need to do anything like as far as because I think I have seeming. I kind of want to fly up like another 30 feet and kind of blend in to the background of me so they don't see me. Like, if I do end up drawing attention to myself. Okay. Or is there a way I can do that to, like, see my whatever clothes on me or whatever to where I kind of blend into the background? What kind of clothes are you wearing? Don't you look like a ship captain or something? <laughs> kind no, of, you're kind thinking of, a of fancy boy? You're thinking of another character that I had. <laughs> um, no. Uh, I, I have my armor and everything on. Uh, I mean, I mean, the room's pretty well illuminated. You're not gonna be hiding up in the like up in the air where there's no cover. Um, All right. Well, I'll, I'll fly up another thirty feet away from them. Okay. That's all, you want? all right. Cool. Um, then we'll we'll move to Medusa. <laughs> I see that the green gem fell or is floating. Yes. Or? Jack Jackal knocked it off the top portion there um, and down onto the floor. 
I'm going to make a slash attack on the green gem. Yeah, okay. Because um, you're up like f- 10 or 15 feet right now. from the, the gem's on the floor, and you're now up on the... Or would it make more sense if I just went right here? Would I be able to hit it if I just stayed right there? Am I free to attack from here? <sighs> yeah, that's fine. Okay. Do, do, I'm going to attack with my Warhammer. Does that hit the... The gems AC. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Roll your damage. I clicked on it. Okay. okay. How's it looking? Um, it's it's still pretty it's still in pretty good shape. Um, but that was a solid hit for sure. And it, it does seem to take that physical damage. Yeah, like it, like you you definitely felt um a lot of energy transferred into the gem as you swung that hammer down. Case extra attack. Extra attack. Oh, <laughs> does it like move an inch? Um, <laughs> it's like no. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> it hits you in the face. Roll your damage. Ah! <laughs> I like. I, I go to hit it. Hits the dirt, and a pebble flies and smacks me in the oh, forehead. Oh man. <laughs> um, you want me to roll my damage? Yeah, roll your damage for me, please. Okay. Okay. Um, you. <laughs> I hit myself in the you foot. Swing your hammer down, <laughs> and you miscalculate, and you end up actually hitting like the pillar that's kind of right next to the gem, um, and it bounces back and clunks you in the head, and you, you're going to take three bludgeoning damage. I've done with my turn. All right, all right, cool. We go. Um, so the the red gem, <laughs> the red gem there behind the um, force of uh, that wall of energy uh, flashes really brightly red. Um, and um, and when it happens, um, Garrisil and Korg stop shouting long enough that Garrisil is going to read another name from his book of death, as he's been doing um, every time. And uh, again, I don't know if I really went over it last time. These aren't names that you guys recognize. It's not even a language that you can understand. Um, it's just kind of like you understand the like the noises coming from that end of the room to be names on some level um they just don't really let's see i need jeff roar and gob and jackal and korak to make uh what (laughs) uh wait hang on constitution saving throws i remembered yeah um i'm actually in the ethereal plane you are in the ethereal plane Oh, my so bad. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. Excellent. All right, someone else gets to roll for me. Oh, yeah, sorry, my bad. I am I totally remembered that I had to do that for you. Oh, I thought you rolled me an 8. No, 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 you you, you just rolled a, you rolled a 22. Michael rolled an 8. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, good, Aaron, you're back. <laughs> I, need you, <laughs> I need you to make a constitution uh, save. If, if I remember correctly, I also went into the ethereal plane with the gong. <laughs> he was like, hey, hey, let's go. And I was like, yeah. We tag teamed this. Uh, hold up. A 14 is good. That's pretty good. Um, Roran, what's your, what are your hit points at right now? Uh, right now I'm at 80. Out of, what's your max? 136. Okay, so you're above half. Um, you are Just going above. to lose... This chart doesn't like you. <laughs> you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose three quarters of your health of your remaining health. 
Oh my gosh. As this um this word of death kind of passes very very close to it passes through you. We'll just yeah, it passes through you. Um Korak with a 14, you are going to lose a quarter of your remaining hit points. Um, also, <coughs> Roran, I need you to roll a d8. Just one d8? Yeah. Okay. You are also going to lose four of your off of your maximum hit points permanently. Oh, my gosh. Oh. <laughs> Does it transfer over, over to Korak? Um, <laughs> Korak rolled a little bit better of a save. <laughs> The, uh, the I, don't, I don't get to absorb it, no. <laughs> oh, right. Another blood right. donation to Korak. Yeah, I hate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, five of what I just lost so it definitely wasn't mine. Oh, man. Uh, I will take anyone's support, please. That should be... That's 20. It's all rounded up. So that's 27 hit points because my max is 106. Oh, I'm sorry. A quarter of whatever's remaining for you, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so 26 is what I'll lose. Okay, perfect. Damn, you're over 100 hit points? Aren't you a caster? <laughs> over 90. <laughs> I'm like barely over 100. Wait, wait, what are you trying to say? <laughs> it's all that <laughs> bloody absorbed from Doc. I know. I was That's just pure I, doppelganger right there. I'm literally a beefy warlock because I literally stole it from the fellow party. Um, okay, we're going to move to Ezra's turn. <laughs> so, I'm prone currently, correct? Correct. Would teleporting work to get me standing back upright without spending half my movement? Uh, yeah, I don't see I don't see why not. That's awesome. I like that flare. <laughs> That's actually super cool. Um, yes, excellent. Okay. Then I'm gonna do that. Okay. So I am going to uh, teleport that's still drawing words. Ten feet. Shoot at the avatar, I suppose, of Garrisil there. Choosing to mark him as a favored foe as I do so. Excellent. And I'll go ahead and use that. There we go. Okay. I don't have advantage on that. But three. So twenty-three. Um. Yeah. That'd be yeah. Twenty-three. How do you have a negative three? Is that your dex? Oh no, that's that's because of having uh, that's the the global damage or the global attack modifiers uh, plus two from the fighting style minus five from sharpshooter. <laughs> uh, so twenty eight damage. Okay, cool. To the avatar. Okay, so something interesting happens as you take aim and fire with this pistol of yours. Um. You don't quite reach the uh, the avatar or the <laughs> the shapeless form uh, beyond the the wall of yellow there that sort of translucent yellow. Um, however, the bullet hits super hard, and you actually punch a like what is effectively about the size of your head, a, a hole straight through the middle of this thing. Um, it is not five feet thick. I realize that I have drawn the. Uh, <laughs> this here thing looks like it's about five feet thick. It's not. It's not that thick, but it is. It's pretty thick though. Um, but you managed to punch all the way through it. Yeah, and uh, that's that is notable. You there is a yeah. space uh, large enough for your head to fit through. Um, and just by looking at it, you can tell like it, it would be like there's no 
Like, whatever that is, you've definitely broken something there. Interesting. Okay. I'm going to kind of accept that as it is. Teleport. Actually, probably 10 feet up this way now. And shoot at the yellow stone. And I will add planar warrior on this shot. 16 hit. Yeah. Yeah, that'll hit. The stationary stone. Good. And that's all force damage. So 33 points of force damage instead of a bullet that would just bounce off of it like last time. Use the force damage. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that hits it pretty hard. Um, it is sitting in the hand of that statue pretty solidly. Um, but you definitely, you definitely hit it and um, it rocks the statue a little bit. Uh, okay. Suppose I will shoot. Uh, yeah, Garrison again. Now that I've got a hole there that I can shoot through. What is this bullet doing? Hmm? What kind of bullet are you shooting? The bullet itself, I believe, is a relatively normal. No, the well, um, you know, it's it's not a red eye or something like that. But uh, shape of the bullet wise would be like the cartridge satchel shaped bullets but not super fancy just as regular ammunition there's no extra touches on it beyond being a magic gun <laughs> okay um uh, what's your this is i know this is kind of a weird question what's your passive perception passive perception is 21 uh so the bullet goes through it passes through the hole uh, pretty effortlessly mm-hmm. uh and flies into the room beyond where it like hits this formless like blob of smoke and color and power, um, and you see lightning strikes. Like it, it, it happens obviously very very fast, um, mm-hmm. but like your eye can you track um, like red lightning strikes coming like out of the ceiling and from the cloud itself and up from the ground and all like zapping onto this bullet as it moves through. Um, and you hear a pretty solid thunk, and you know that it hit like some stone behind where Garrisil is. Um, <laughs> and there's no noticeable change to anything in the room beyond. Um, the biggest notable thing is that the bullet moved through that hole unhindered. Ooh, maybe we could we hit can the red gem the barrier. All right, I suppose I should have actually teleported a little bit forward so I don't fall out of the air when the turn ends. Okay. (laughs) And I think... Yeah, I think that's it for me. Okay. All right, we go to Let's see if this makes sense. Okay, so for my mass cure wounds, it says a range is 60 feet, but in the description says choose up to six creatures in a 30-foot radius. Oh, oh, so I see. So I could choose at any point. Yeah, it's not always but... from you. Any point okay, gotcha. Sometimes right, Korak, are you in the air? How, how how far are you? Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> I think I'm way up in the air, so I'm well. I want to say he was like well... right on top of the light, like <laughs> ninety feet up almost. Yeah. Okay, bummer. Okay, so yeah, I'll center it at Korak. No, I can't. Where's Medusa? I'm just trying to reach Medusa, basically. And me. 
It's yeah, all the, these characters you can, here. You can get yourself Medusa and Jackal. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll do that then. Um, and then <laughs> I'll do that, my girl. It's something. Uh, but appreciate clerics doing clericy things. Thank you. I'm back to full. You're welcome. Dang. Wish I could say that for <laughs> <Dang>. myself. <laughs> <laughs> Roran's got a bad scab. A pretty bad scab. Uh, just move here. Good choice. That'll end my turn. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ignis, we go to your turn. I'm going to move towards the yellow gym, but not... Oh, that's bad as far as I go. Um, and then I have a uh, potion. It's not like descriptive as to what kind of potion. It's just like a basic healing potion. Is that like a D... Four plus con or something to heal? Uh, we'll do... I think it was a two, 2d4 plus... It wasn't quite the basic, because I think a basic healing potion is like 1d4 plus 4. Um, I'll give you a little more than that. Was it something that you found recently, or, or is it just something you got in your inventory? It's just what I have in my inventory. Oh, okay. All right, cool. I wanted to make sure, because I know I remember someone picking up a potion that it drinking it would be disastrous, um, and I need to remember which... <laughs> Who had that potion? No, I should have just regular healing potions. <laughs> a D44, you say? Oh, fuck. Eight. Cool, yeah. You'll you'll recover uh, eight hit points. And I'm not really within range of anything, so that'll be my turn. Did you want to dash towards it? Uh, oh, is potion not an action? Oh, yeah, shoot. I kind of forgot about that. I guess it is. Thanks for being honest. <laughs> Wait, dude, don't you have like a bonus action or something? Uh, I have additional attack or extra attacks, but that's uh, I'll have a skill that I can use to do a, like action surge, I think, or second wind. But I think I use both of those. So okay, uh, we'll move to Korak. The silver green and the yellow gem in play. Oh, is the red on the? Oh, it is on the turn order. No, I'm trying to remember how many times we've whacked the green gem. Like, <laughs> I'm literally about to ask you, how's that gem look? Um, well, Fizzle, my uh, was it Warhammer affected it? Just don't use magic. <laughs> Doesn't look like it's gonna run a marathon anytime soon. Um, I'm just deciding if I want to split my beams between the green and the uh, orange rock or not. I've got the green rock handled if someone can get the orange one or possibly the red <laughs> through that sure? shield it's not running anytime soon I'm pretty sure I stopped this, this last time but let me just be extra sure um, I'll just Asa if, I, if I'm within range I'll leave it up to you of the orange gem I'll just shoot all my glass at it how long is your range on the 120 feet it's it's 120, so I'm up 90 feet if I'm where the light was originally, and it looks like that's 80 feet across from me. Yeah, you mo- you might need bad. to come down a little bit. I'd maybe suggest um, coming down about 30 feet. I can't, like I said, I'm not going to do the math, but... I don't... It's uh, 120.42. <laughs> Is it really? <laughs> so you need to move like a foot down. Oh my god. Five feet that way. Randy After did, Bob. Randy's doing the math for me. <laughs> God Google's doing it for me, but oh, God sends me the answers from the. Okay, one. then and if that's the case, then yeah, go Math ahead. Correct. I'm not gonna go I'm not down gonna... one foot and no reason. <laughs> point, 
1.4 feet, I'm not going to worry about yeah, we, sweat that. 119.67 if you go down a foot. <laughs> Thank you, Randy. Um, yeah, those are all going to hit. Um, and you do lots of damage to it. So um, you actually break the hand off of the statue as these blasts come down. Um and hit it, uh, the gemstone falls on the ground. I'm not going to bother moving it, but it's basically, you broke the statue with those, and it's hard to tell from how far up you are, but it's definitely, um, like, I mean, you hit it. You know, you did something. All right, I'll, we can't I'll, tell how much damage it's dealt. Okay. I'll, I'll cross my arms and look very uh, brooding. That's my turn. Yeah. Brooding. <laughs> um, okay, so the green gem flashes really brightly. Uh, Medusa make a charisma saving throw. Oh, great. Yeah, I'm right nearby it. Seduce <laughs> you. No. Uh, charisma saving throw. Oh, wow. Whoa. You're good. <laughs> Nothing Whoa, happens. Seduce it, me, green <laughs> gem. It flashes really, really brightly, and you just have like this. This like sour taste in your mouth, as though someone just tried to tell you a really bad dad joke or something, and you just. I flash my teeth eyes. and let the shine shine back at the gym. <laughs> nice. Look at these pearly whites. Excellent. Um, across the room, the uh, this suited man that I believe Ezra put a couple bullets into last turn. Um, and I think he fell down. He actually stands up. Um, bloody, bloody holes in his head and torso and everything. He stands up and, um, looks between Ignis and Ezra. Oh God, Hitman's back. He's going to move towards Ignis. Um, he's going to reach out and does a 16 hit your AC there, Ignis? Uh, yeah. You're going to take 21 necrotic damage. As he grabs onto um, your arm that's holding, like holding the axe, and now I need you to make a strength uh, saving throw or a uh, what's the other skill? Not acrobatics, athletics check. Whichever one's higher, whichever one you have a better uh, modifier on. <laughs> They're the same. So oh really? Just <laughs> you want to do a roll, or do you want to just arm wrestle? Thrash. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty. Okay, yeah, you're you're yeah. good. You hold on to that axe, um, and actually manage to kind of shove him off of you for a minute. That touch was really cold, though. Um, and from now on, if you have to make any sleight of hand checks for whatever reason, you'll be taking it with disadvantage. Um, other than that, we're good. So we'll move to we'll move to Gob. It's now your turn. I forget. Is that the beginning of your turn or the end of your turn that you roll? At the end of my turn. Okay. So at the beginning, I pop back in um, to this plane within 10 feet of where I left. And then Gob's going to reach to his robe of stars and pull off one of the stars and hurl it at this yellow stone, um, which is magic missile. Yeah, level. yeah, it is. <laughs> um, which didn't ask me what level I wanted to cast it at. But, uh, extra level is just extra missiles, right? Yeah. Um, should I just roll the... Yeah, just roll a couple more d4 and then add four... We'll add four damage to whatever you end up with. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Seven. Is that right? 
So we got 30 damage there total. Am I doing that math correct? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a healthy number of max damage missiles there. Yeah. And that was at the yellow one across the room. Yes. Yes, perfect. Okay. Um, yeah, you hit it solidly. Seven. I mean, magic missile doesn't miss anyway, but um, yeah, you hit it square. Um, and it bounces around a little bit, but otherwise remains more or less in the same spot, and you've cratered uh, a little bit of the the ground underneath um, with this attack, which was awesome. Well done. Cool. I'm going to move over here in case I don't blink out. That should be about 30 feet. And then this will be to see if I stay on uh, the plane or not. I do. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Excellent. Is that all you want to do? Yeah. Okay. All right. So the yellow gem that's just taken a a pretty solid beating this turn uh, flashes yellow and the hole in the yellow wall that Ezra punched through with his pistol, it immediately fills up. Um, as the wall then glows bright yellow. Um, and actually there's like, it's so blindingly bright that I need Medusa and Ezra to make, is that constitution saving throws? It's like a, like a flare. Does Medusa get advantage from blindfold? Yeah. (laughs) I'm glad, I'm glad glad you said that. Yes. Damage my perfect eyes. (laughs) You said a constitution. Yeah. I believe that's the one I'm looking for. Okay. Uh, I don't like that role. Yowza. Um, oh, good. <laughs> um, okay. Medusa, you're good. Ezra. Nah, I think you're good. I think a 13 is fine. It, it, was, it was bright, but I think that when you see... Let me just put it this way. You you recognize that the color of the gem is the same color as the wall, and the fact that it flashes and the wall would flash sort of every time, and now you've done something different to the wall. I think Ezra's smart enough to put two and two together, and and <laughs> a, a twelve, a thirteen will will be fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh. So the next thing that happens, um, the you all have um, been seeing these like ethereal kind of rifts that have uh, people like charging towards you. Um, Now is the time when soldiers begin to spill out into the room. So yellow one is affecting the barrier. I forget what green did. It tried to seduce you. (laughs) Ah, that's right. Evil seducing gem. And red is just bad news, I think. These are the weirdest soldiers I've ever seen that looks like... um... It's the grandpa it looks, army. It looks like that guy from Lord of Destruction at the beginning where he's talking to Bale. He's all, you will not take the city from us. Kind of looks like Harold. <laughs> oh, he totally does. <laughs> oh, the army no. of Harold. Hide the pain, Harold. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> it does it. Yeah, there's uh, about four soldiers from each portal come rushing rushing in um, with many, many more right behind them. The ones who come out immediately, so we have two that are going to attack Roran. <laughs> oh, no. They're not here to help us kill Garrison. <laughs> no. Oh, They're no one's friends. 
Well, probably except more. <laughs> oh man, each soldier makes two attacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Since they were just running, they haven't had time to get into stance, so it will be one-handed rather than two. So, Lauren, <laughs> there's soldier number one. Um, I don't think that first one hits. No. Um, so, this one did for eight slashing damage. So, it's a total of 16 slashing damage to Roran. Um, we have two soldiers that are going to attack the avatar of the, or the suited man there. And they're going to tear into him pretty good. They're going to slice up his suit. Um, and they're just like, I mean, they're running in and just like immediately attacking. There's no form or like, it's just blood, like total bloodlust um, as they come pouring through. So that's going to be on initiative turn 20. I'm going to just take all of, all of do it all at the same time and try not to drag this out so much. Um, we're going to move to Jackal's turn. First thing I'm gonna do is move here and put a hand on Roran's back. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, um, I'm gonna spend seven points on psionic restoration for that. Thirty hit points. Ooh, man. Jack of all trades. And as bonus action, I will feed back on my own psychic energy and recover seven hit points myself. And, as I do so, I am going to call out to the army and to Korg. And ignore those threes. I uh, was erasing something on top of my keyboard. 33-3. <laughs> the Shrike has fallen. Kitsch is in limbo. And Grieve <clears throat> is dead. Korg... Do not fight your allies in this fight. Hear me out. I have an offer for you. <laughs> Elin with war. Interesting. What kind of offer, mortal? Uh, is he uh, mental linking? So we have time to have more than six seconds of work. Oh, so oh um, yeah, I yeah. I mean, for sure, yeah. You have no leader for your army. I'm the most qualified you've got. I served you. I turned against the strike. I turned against Grieve. They were both fools. You know that I am capable of war. Lend me your aid, and I will fight against this great conflict in your name. And I will lead my allies to do the same. The game has changed. <laughs> oh boy. Son of Flynn. <laughs> I mean, if we could have like one um, then... deity not be against us, that'd be cool. And then something <laughs> happened that the ring did not intend. <laughs> you would be my sword. Is that what you're telling me? I would fight against Garrisel. If he survives, we both lose. If he destroys those shards, we both lose. He seeks to avoid the conflict you wish to fight, and I would fight it at your side. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm like, I'm dumbstruck right now. Um, <clears throat> We've had our differences. But if a threat truly is coming to destroy everything we know, then I will fight against it. 
You have no reason to doubt that. Gods, I hope we never piss off Jackal. My domain has been lacking in direction lately. Alright, Jackal. Let's see what you have to offer me. Come with me. And a... Whew, man. Um, a giant column of smoke uh, curls up and through the uh, yellow barrier here and crashes down onto Jackal. And then when it's gone, Jackal is gone. <laughs> he killed Jackal! Um, and to, yeah, to be totally clear, you guys heard Jackal shout something to the army about the Shrike is dead, and then suddenly a column of smoke came and gobbled him up. You didn't hear, like, the rest of this, right? Um, so Jackal is just gone. Warg, <laughs> you bastard! Um, this smoke clears away, and Jackal is gone. However, um, a few of his possessions, um, are lying on the ground, including that, that very characteristic mask of his. Um, and, and actually that hangs suspended in the air, um, as the smoke clears away. Oh. And it, it falls to the ground, um, and as it falls, there's a, it, it cracks, there's a long crack that, um, goes up through, uh, I believe it's into the the right eye from the ch like near the chin. I might have that description wrong. I'm trying to remember exactly how I wanted to describe that, but um, yeah, the, max, the mask clatters to the ground um, and that's all that's left of Jackal, essentially. Um, now, Jeff, we will go to your turn. I I'm sorry about that. We just got him a new arm and legs. <laughs> I know, right? Well, yeah, took at least I won't have to manually put in dice roll combos because I don't have an actual class. <laughs> okay, so what what enemies do we have left now? Um, well, I would have said that you had soldiers soldiers of the Shrike to deal with, but um, after seeing this, like, seeing Jackal shout at them and this big column of smoke descend... They all kind of, uh, I mean, I mean, granted, we're also at, like, the top of the turn, basically, still, so. They look shocked. Um, so whatever you want to do from here on, uh, is up to you. Um, is there anywhere I can clearly cast Wall of Fire? Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't see why not. You might need to come down a little bit? Hang on, let me check. Oh, no, 100, 120 feet. No, you're good. Um, uh, are you trying to hit the soldiers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you could you could cast it on a group of soldiers, off kind of to the the east on the map because there's nobody near there. Otherwise, you you risk hitting Roran. Did you say east or uh, west? <laughs> I'm going, I'm going oh, to kill no. you. <laughs> I'm gonna lock all my doors when you get here and not let you. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. To the east, west. Uh. There's a, a group of about four soldiers. I think you could hit most of them. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. Um, yeah, we'll go ahead and do that. And I believe they have to make a dexterity saving throw. Dex is not their strong suit. <laughs> okay. Um, that's one. Two, three, four. And your spell save DC is an 18, so none of those save. Um, my bad. Let me put this in the chat for us all. 
5d8 fire damage. I th- I kind of think that they're just going to disintegrate. <laughs> uh, what's their health? Yeah, 16 hit points. Yeah, they're go- <laughs> you disintegrate four soldiers. <laughs> what does this wall of fire look like on the map? Um, ooh, thanks. or is it just like, or does it just stay not too long? For it to remain. Oh. Something like that. It's a cinnamon roll. Wait, the upper left quadrant of the map is east? (laughs) said weeks. Oh, I did. I did say east, didn't I? I always... Why do I do that? I'm... Because you meant weast. (laughs) Got it. Got you mixed up. You tripped up the DM. I'm so dumb. Don't, don't. You get all the experience. <laughs> don't tell my wife. <laughs> That's also a uh, rather interesting looking straight line. It can make a twenty yeah. foot circular I, wall. I'm going. Okay. I'm going more with the rule of cool. <laughs> the cinnamon of um, fire. Cinnamon bun of fire. <laughs> and roll of fire. <laughs> Cinnamon fire. Oh, now I just want to like cut together Skyrim guard audio. Used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took a sweet bun of fire. My God, Jeff, did you want to do anything else? Uh, I want to move in the air thirty feet in the direction of the wall to the east. Towards Garrisil? Uh, yeah, kind of like the if I'm looking at it on my computer screen, if I remember correctly, the upper right-hand corner of the screen. So like there? Kind of above that portal? Yeah, because I can totally see that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll just, we'll call that, we'll call that. You're, you're kind of up above uh, Medusa right now. Hey! Okay. Wave. <laughs> and that sexy green orb. Yes. <laughs> the sexy green orb, yes. Um, if that's all you got, we'll move that's to Medusa. That's all I got. Okay. Time to... <laughs> Not again! I hate 11s! I hate them! Ugh. Um, How do I hurt yeah, myself this you're time, gonna take, You're going to take half that damage. <laughs> It's the same thing. Um, okay, how about how about this? This time you take a swing at it and you you miss and you hit the same pillar again, um, but you hit so hard that you actually break a chunk out of it. Um, oh. And 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 then this time you actually get hit by like debris flinging back at you, and that's what does um, we'll say six damage to you. Six damage. Okay. Six, yeah. Hurting myself more than anything else in this map. Ugh. Okay. Well, what are the chances of that happening again? <laughs> ah! Oh, wait. One more. Well, Does it actually hit? Yet. Ooh, dramatic music. Ooh, man. Here we go. So I made a hit? Um, yeah, that, that's going to hit. You'll, Does it die? You'll deal a total of uh, eight damage to it. Um, no, it doesn't die, but you start to see some cracks in it. Okay. Why do uh, they make it so tough? I'm just going to curse at it and end my turn. What happened? Hey, Esther. Yeah. Does that pile of belongings include Pauldron's limbs? No, no. The the limbs are effectively <laughs> part of your body now. Okay. 
just but had to ask. It's also hilarious to think about. <laughs> just a bunch of Warforged parts. No. Bunch of coins. So was it just like his cloak and his mask? What exactly um, was like a, a, a small bag of his possessions as well. Oh. Bag of holding? Um, yeah, we don't give Jackal bags of holding anymore. <laughs> not, <laughs> not since Remember the day the last time. Remember the past. I'll make this into a weapon. What could possibly it, go it wrong? Ma- it made for some sweet art, though. <laughs> hey, it worked. Yeah, it did. It did what you wanted it to do. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, is that all your turn there, Medusa? Yeah, I, I okay. s- bonus action cursed at it and just ended my okay. turn. So far, I don't have a great track record with desperate plans. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, you know, signing up with the war wasn't a desperate plan. Uh, let's see. The redstone flashes again. Uh, and... Oh, boy. Okay. Um, Garrisil is going to read another name from his book. I need Jeff, Korak, Medusa, Ezra, and Gob. Is that basically everybody except for Ignis needs to make uh uh what was I what it was it last time Constitution saving throws? Charisma. Charisma was Medusa. She stood next to the green gemstone. <laughs> Just kidding. No, it was. It was oh, oh, I see. <laughs> I'm really slow on the uptake sometimes. Uh, it was con saves. Um, yeah, everybody except for Ignis make con saves, please. Fourteen again. That's pretty good. Excellent, excellent. Uh, and Hajf. Oh, not good, Jeff. <laughs> not good, Jeff. Randy, um, Gob, what's your Max, what's your HP at right now? Uh, 68. 68 out of? 92. 92. Okay, so you're not quite below half. Um, Randy, you're going to lose half of what you have. It's about 34 hit points. <laughs> I like the jackal roll to con save too, my bad. <laughs> I hate these gems. Um, man, okay. Uh, Korak, what's your health at? 80 right now. 80 out of 100 and something? 106, yeah. Okay. You're going to lose 40 hit points. Oh, half okay. half of your remaining total. Um, yeah, they are... Let's see. I'm just going to roll one for all of them. That might be really bad. That sounds like a bad idea. I'm just going to roll... One for each portal? Oh, hey, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, so what, only four... Four portals then. Uh, okay, so all but one portal worth of dudes are going to die. Let's call it in order as we see it. So everybody by Jeff and Medusa dies. Well, this that spell's thing. a lot scarier than I thought it was. I thought it just did percentage damage and couldn't. Yeah, kill. well, well, uh, you know, I guess I probably shouldn't have killed the the portal up. I'm just going to do it. I already did it. I don't feel like adding them back. Um, <laughs> so but definitely more coming the, on the, the, way the two and the seven or, or effectively the three and the eight down there um, were so low below that threshold that it, it killed them instantly. They're um, not heroes. It's okay. The guys on the top probably should have only <laughs> taken half of their life. Um, Jeffrey, I've got some bad news for you, man. Jeff's at 
60 hit points out of 105, um, but he rolled below. Oh, wait, hang on. Before I before I get into this. Um, That's like your wife walking in and be like, hey, babe, I have some like really bad news for you. <laughs> oh, wait. Hold on one second. Everybody, everybody who's been affected Ooh, by this back. is going to lose four hit points off their maximum. So that's Gob, that's Korak, and I think that's it. Uh, and then Jeff. Well, good thing we, we prepped up backup characters, right? Okay. Jeff, uh, you're like 60 feet in the air. Um, this word passes through you and that voice is saying something to you you hear you hear your name you hear jeff being uh, spoken to you from somewhere but the thing is is that the way that you're hearing your name you know that that's not the word that's being spoken so there's something something in here that is that's that's fundamentally broken that is not allowing you to hear the thing that you should be hearing and all you're hearing is jeff it's almost like it says uh it's saying Jeff, Jeff, and then there's this moment of uh, of pause, and then the name Osiris is shouted at you, and uh, you come to consciousness, uh, not not physically, but your mind f- snaps into focus. Uh, that is the the thing that sticks with you. Um, you remember that that is your name, um, and your ethereal like dragon wings. Um, disintegrate and they, they disappear um, oh. and you begin to fall um, and as you're falling you have a flash of memory from well why don't you tell me you something something flashes past you from your childhood that you're just now remembering um, I would say the first time that uh, I flew with Indipidus yeah, so you, you remember the first time that you um, flew with Indipidus and um, just that kinship, that bond that you had with this dragon that effectively, I mean, you feel is like he's your brother. Um, and you remember feeling the wind in your hair and in your robes. Um, and as this memory passes through your mind, um, you lose consciousness. And... Uh, okay, so something something strange starts to happen as Jeff begins falling. Um, there's a, a... I want everyone to make perception checks, everyone who's out, out on the battlefield. Okay. You said it too quick. I was about to roll. <laughs> Korak's like, yes, this is the air. <laughs> so is Medusa, oh, apparently. Uh, um, okay. Uh, from the pain I- Ignis, Ignis, Roran, and Ezra, you guys notice what looks like, um, I don't know, it looks kind of like reality is sort of distorting itself um, around Jeff, and then also kind of in the chamber in general. There's something weird going on here. Gob, you recognize this um, instantly as this being, like, effectively, there's a blink, there's a type of a blink spell going on, and you know this because, like, you've literally just done this. Um, and also because you see into the ethereal plane, like, all the time. So everyone knows that something weird is going on. Well, suddenly Jeff's body flashes, and all of you recognize that he's now wearing the armor of Osiris. Um, it has appeared on his body as though magic gob. The last place that you saw those, I believe, was in your closet on Galley, wherever you, wherever you were keeping them. 
I, I gave them to Jeff. Oh, you did give them to Jeff. Yeah. Was he not wearing it? I I can't remember. I, why do I feel like he wasn't wearing it? I don't know. I don't think I was. I don't think you put him on yet. So maybe you left him. You left him in, on galley somewhere. Um, we'll just say that for the dramatic effect. Um, this armor is now on Jeff, right? Um, and it's glowing, and it's bright, and it's beautiful. Um, and Gob, you actually begin to see something shift in the room, other than just this weird distortion that's happening. Um, you see in the ethereal plane, you see a dragon's head appear. Um, right underneath Jeff as he's falling. And then you see uh, the torso and the wings and and then the hind legs and the tail of this giant blue dragon that now doesn't look so necrotic as it did when you saw it a couple months ago in your mother's, um, uh, like, the lich ritual chamber. Uh, as Indipitus crawls his way through some other plane and into the ethereal plane, and then everyone watches as uh, his head appears right underneath, as like Jeff, as Jeff begins falling. Um, and Indipitus catches Jeff and appears fully in the material plane. I don't have a... Indipitus catches Jeff, and there's a deafening roar in this chamber as the dragon actually sounds anguished um, and distressed at, at Jeff's, like, form. Uh, it turns around and blasts a a sheath of ice at this yellow um, wall here and ends up disintegrating like most of one side of the wall. Uh, and then it roars again and it um, some of its little like um, spines on on its neck kind of clamp down around Jeff and the armor flashes once more and Indipitus climbs back down into the ethereal plane. And Gob, you watch him punch a hole through into another plane and literally tear himself out of this place and take Jeff with him. Oh, just lost two party members. <laughs> what is going on? Welcome to the end game, motherfucker. It's like a Viking funeral on crack. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, these soldiers down here in the Weast have no idea what is happening. <laughs> they look so distressed. Um, Ignis, you can see the face on this uh, suited man is just like flabbergasted. Um, and knowing, like having met this, like this avatar of Garasil before, um, that <laughs> I, I have to imagine that gives you a little bit of pleasure to see him so um, just like messed up um and in fact well we'll get to that remind me that i have something for you on the beginning of your turn um ezra we're gonna go to your uh, to your turn now okay well that's fun one to follow okay so i'm going to do my teleporting and shooting to end up about here i'm just gonna do the movement all in one chunk the attacks uh i'm gonna shoot the suited man Six hits. Oh wait, that's and not the that, attack roll. My bad. <laughs> no, I, I I reckon the twenty-six hits. So yeah, 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 absolutely. That's the on the suited man. You said. Yeah. I'll shoot one of the three dudes, soldiers. 
uh, sorry, just the um, take ten off of that. That shouldn't have had, or not ten off of that. That shouldn't have favored. Okay. So, yeah. No worries. So the three out of that, but but still, and then the suited man again. So, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say he didn't. He didn't quite. Um, nothing really. Like he definitely took the hit, but he didn't look too bad after that first one. Um, I don't think that hits. <laughs> that one is not going to hit. That's okay. But it was a good. It was a good shot, though. When I get to there, I'm going to use a bonus action to use Misty Step and go forward 30 feet, which will put me right here. And then I'm going to, as I use my move to step here. Can I pick up the stone as part of moving? Yeah, that's fine. Pick up the stone and then pop back. So that's what. Four over to the edge of the portal. Yell to the other guys, get the stones out of here. We're not breaking them efficiently. And I'm just going to... Uh, I don't really want to step through the door with it because I don't know what's going to happen for sure with that. <laughs> but I suppose I'm going to stop right about there. Okay. Since I don't have anything more I can okay. do. So you've picked up the stone. Yes. Excellent. Then we'll go to Roaring's turn. Roaring is going to... Uh, he's going to try something. He is just going to go dash around to that green gym. I think 35 feet. Oh, hey, Roaring. What's up? Move. <laughs> Move and then, on my turn, I will. <laughs> and then uh, he's just going to... Do the biggest swing he can at the gemstone. Yeah. <laughs> so with the crazed wild eyes in his weakened state, he's just gonna two-handed swing at this gem. Ooh, with the black hope sword. For the best. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Twenty-eight. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, this. Your man. Your sword makes contact with this. And basically, like, screams, like, there's this, uh, this sort of instinctual, like, scream coming from both the gem and the sword as they clash. Um, and the gem explodes. Yes! Do more to go. Then I look at Medusa and say, that's how you do it. <laughs> I was trying! <laughs> it's, it's harder than it looks. Good try, though. Freaking pillar. Is I all, hate this place. Is that all you want to do? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Ignis, we're going to go to your turn, and I have something for you. Um, <laughs> okay. up, upon seeing the dumbfounded look on Garasil's face, you're so full of, like, excitement that it actually triggers something um, deep within you that, like, I'll say you didn't know that it was there probably until about now um, because it wasn't something that had come up, really. Uh, you literally got it, like, 45 minutes ago after bashing the head in of a robot man. But you like are filled with so much glee at this that I'm going to give you um, double your movement speed um, and two extra attacks if you would like. Wow. Wait, like, wow. For this turn? So much yeah, damage. like, like this, at, at, at least. You know what? You know what? That's a good question, Steven. I'm glad that you asked for two more turns, including this, not, not including this one. So three turns in total, um, you will have double your movement speed and two extra attacks. Uh, okay, so that's four extra in total. Yeah, <laughs> I can make five attacks. <laughs> um, well, I guess I'm right next to the suited man, right? 
Um, oh, um, yeah, he died. My, that's my bad. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Oh, shoot. No, that second bullet didn't kill him. My bad. I forgot. The second bullet missed. Um, had that second bullet hit, he probably would have. Sorry, that was my bad. Um, he's, okay. He is not dead. Well, then I will just turn and attack him. Probably a miss. Nah. Wait a minute. Where's did I not write an AC down for this? Are you serious? No, I did. <laughs> there it is. Um, yeah, that barely misses. <laughs> okay, I'll try again. Yeah, that hits. <laughs> um, yeah, he he like immediately dies. You swing once, you miss. You swing a second time, you catch him right in the chest, and he like just slumps over, um, dead. Ah, oh, hit man. Very good. Um, okay. So I still got a couple more attacks. Uh, and so the four soldiers are all looking... Or, um, one of them got shot, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. Didn't quite die, but did get shot. Okay. Uh, well, I don't know which one that was exactly. <laughs> so I guess I'll just run up to the first one. And... Uh, 24 damage. So. Was it 24? Was it only the 14 because he didn't have favored... Uh, I still have the sharpshooter going, so it was just the three from the favored foe sharpshooter that didn't hit. So yeah, it was 24 total. Okay. okay. Well, I'll go up to the first one and just attack. I'm assuming that hits. <laughs> yeah, that hits. <laughs> and that kills him. <laughs> Since I still have a little bit of movement, I'm going <laughs> to go to the next guy <laughs> and attack him. <laughs> yeah, that hits. <laughs> That, that kills him. <laughs> uh, so you said double? So it's 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 25, 40, 50. Okay, I'll go up to this guy. Wait it up and I've been 1, 2, 3, 4. This would be my last attack. <laughs> oh Kill him. Do it. I want to see it. No! <laughs> There's a burst of energy as your axe comes down and you actually do triple that damage and you kill that man too because it's just too good. Uh. And he killed the the suited avatar too? Yeah. Excellent. Is that all you would like to do this turn? <laughs> yeah, that's probably about okay, it. Cool. Korak, we will go to your turn. I'm just like staring staring down at disbelief at this the body talent that Ignis is just also giving me personal therapy by a tornado of a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> now there's only there? about a thousand more waves of those guys. <laughs> okay, so fake dad is gone. Soldiers are gone. Um, Orange Rock is on the the brink of being dropped into a pit. So from where I am, Asa, can I have visual on that stone and the wall is since the wall isn't there. Um. Beyond, like beyond here. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm my bad. The altar made of stone. Yeah. Like, could I visually see the actual gem there? Yeah, the there's altar. there's a little bit of obstruction just because of like the presence of Garrisil in that area, um, mm -hmm. is literally like turning it into kind of a smoky haze. Um, but yeah, you can see through it and you can see the gem. Okay. Um, if that's the case, uh, let's just. We'll put everything on the table here. I'm going to appear oh. next to it, kneeling atop the stone. Very nice. Close my hand on the gem, um, and I will just 
Okay, very interesting. Um, as you go through this door, Korak, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. And actually, I'm sorry, a wisdom, it's going to be a wisdom contest. Um, do you just want straight wisdom then, or do you want wisdom um, Use your save. Okay. Unless, unless your regular wisdom happens to have a higher oh, amount yeah, of health. Oh. But... Okay. Ooh! Oh, well, okay, yeah, that's fine. Ooh. Let's <laughs> just say my wisdom save is definitely... Because, um, yeah, as, as you cross into, like, into Garasil's sort of essence, um, his, uh, you're able to put your hand on that gemstone. Um, and what are you doing with it? Are you tucking it away? Um, yeah, what the hell? Okay. Um, I, I like, I, you're going to be able to do what you want to do as far as, like, what it is with the gemstone, but the wisdom saving throw is going to determine whether or not you can then leave this area. So is this essence actually filling this entire room? It's not just that orb that's like... Yeah, I, I put the orb there just kind of as a reference, but yeah, effectively it is taking up the entire room. Um, so you are overcome with like just this, uh, this will overpowers you, right? As you are like in the presence of your father fully. Um, I don't think that's ever really happened before, other than maybe when you were in your very early lives um, and kind of being showed the ropes of mortal living. Um, but certainly not recently. Um, and it, it seriously overpowers you, and you actually stop seeing it as like this formless blob, and you actually end up seeing... Um, it's hard for me to describe, but think just like a very titanic man in um you know clad in in black armor um holding uh holding a a dark talisman above his head uh with a book in his other hand um and both of them are oozing smoke um black choking uh disgusting smoke right like um you now see this like as you're seeing how and part of this has to do with like your your godhood um as a demigod um, but another part of this is like literally being dominated by Garasil's will. You now see him as he kind of sees himself. Um, this this hor horrific, titanic, um, godly creature um, standing in the middle of this room, um, reading from this book. You know, as he uh, holds this talisman, which is keeping the um, now what you can see is like almost a I don't want to say a serpentine form, but like definitely a. Uh, a very primal kind of figure that you you kind of know to be Korg, Korg's presence and the way that Garasil sees Korg in this moment. Um, not necessarily as a titanic god, but like almost a lesser primal being um, as they clash um, with Korg screaming obscenities and curses and throwing himself against the black smoke oozing out of Garasil's talisman. Um, and... We'll go to Gob's turn. We will revisit that, though. Uh, I'm sorry. Is, was there anything else you were going to do, Korak, before? I'm sorry. Before we move to Gob. No, I think that's... Uh, let me just check out that guy. Okay. I think with that wisdom save, too, I think it makes more sense that if it's not going to, like, actually stop me or hurt me, that it just... It does, like... That's all I'm able to do is I'm kind of assaulted with his the vision of what he sees, and then that's my turn. Okay. Cool. We'll, we'll move to Gob's turn then. Okay. Um, Gob's gonna take his um, staff that he has, 
the tip of it's gonna ignite with fire and he's gonna hit it on the ground and we're gonna make another fire cinnamon roll around this <laughs> other this other portal um basically just a wall surrounding it completely so anything that comes through will have to be burned um do you want to draw that on there i don't know if i can can i and he'll be careful to avoid Roran and Medusa as he Thank you. makes the circle. Please. Flex seal work on my daddy issues. <laughs> oh, I did it in green on red. <laughs> How's that? Does that avoid everybody? Yeah, that's that's fine. Uh, I well well yeah, it's it's what you want it. And then I think I lost I love and how we gonna... made wall of fire, uh, cinnamon roll <laughs> of fire. It's best I'm gonna tell. hide behind this pillar next to Medusa. Um, Hello. I think that's <laughs> all I can do, so I'll roll to see which plane I'm on. Yeah, I so can... I pop into the ethereal plane. I took the green gem out. Oh, nice, excellent! You go into the ethereal plane. Um, here's what's funny, um, Gob is on the in the material plane, looking into the ethereal plane through your third eye. Um, you couldn't see it, but now that you're fully in the ethereal plane, you can actually see like the remnants of this rift tear that um, Indipitus has torn through like multiple different planes in his like scramble to get here. Um, and looking down through them, like it's hard to tell exactly what's on the other side, but like you know that these are like these unstable kind of portals. They're they're actually dripping almost like a silvery fluid. Um, Dang. Uh, and, and it looks very similar to those silver lakes that you guys encountered in the astral plane. This is not an elegant process. What Indipitus is doing. Um, I I deleted the green gem, which was my my key for the um, Garrisil reading uh, out of a book. But I think everyone's behind cover except. Oh no, Goblin. No, sorry, I'm sorry. Medusa and Roran are not, and neither is Korak. We're we're still chilling. Um, why don't you? As as Garrisil reads, we'll just do it on this turn. Sorry, I missed it earlier, but um, probably better for Gob that I did. Uh, why don't you guys? Why don't you two make Constitution saving throws for me? If as, we must, Ezra's in the clear. <gasps> oh my god! Oh no! <laughs> Constitution saving uh, throw. That's gonna hurt. Medusa, the sword is yours. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> wow. Okay. You guys just both drop your weapons. I take this. Um, <laughs> um, oh no. Okay, there's um there's a lot to look at here. Hang on a second. Medusa's at full hit points. Uh, Medusa, you're going to drop to one eighth of your total hit points. <laughs> that that hurts for uh a tanky person like you. This is distressing. It is. Roran's at 30 hit points of 136 available. This is yeah. on my hit point total. What's your full hit points, Danny? 185. Uh, 185. Okay. No, that doesn't make sense. I thought I had the math figured out. 185 times 0. 0.125. You should be at, tw- we'll say, 23 hit points left, Danny. Of my hit point maximum? Uh, no, 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 no. Of your, of your available hit points currently. 
Your maximum isn't affected just yet. Oh, okay. So you're, I'm just you're basically drop. You just drop. You took a ton of damage. <sighs> Michael, why do you have to roll a one? <laughs> <laughs> this is why does roll twenty hate me? This is not. This is not good. This isn't what. Uh, this isn't. No. It's minus twenty three hit points. Point of inspiration yeah. you can burn. Yeah, you're down. You're down to twenty three. That's a good oh, point. Oh, I'm down to 23. Oh, oh. That's a good point. Do you have any inspiration <laughs> points there, Roran? Uh, nope, I am not inspired. You asked them to make a con save. You knew what you were doing. <laughs> um, okay. I thought you meant, like, I had to take away 23 hit points. I'm like, oh, that's not too bad. Okay, um... I'm like totally stymied right now. I I am try I'm reeling trying to figure out what to do. Um Roran, I th- think you fall down and drop your sword and your such a dick move. <laughs> I'm like literally just scrolling up and down my music list. <laughs> not even looking at anything right now. I don't even know what to do. This is so crazy. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. Roran, Roran, you fall down. Um, you drop your sword. The sword actually, um, fuzzes out of existence. Um, as your soul is torn from your body. Oh, my God. Oh! Soul cage. Soul Mass oh, it, it is a reaction, isn't it? Soul Cage. Yeah, Storm in the Rock. Save him! When a humanoid you can see dies within 60 nice. seconds. Nice. Yeah, we got... Lord. Oh my god. Okay, okay, wait. Um, Is there a limit to how many souls you can keep in your cage? Because your mom's soul is already in there. Up to six? I thought it, up I to six? freed my mom with my... Like, I thought it, she was only temporarily in there until I could free her with in the um, astral plane, I thought it was empty this whole time, but maybe she was still. In oh there. no, she's still in there. Oh, um, but it looks like, yeah, up to up to up to six, you can trap. Oh, never use mind. A trap you can solo. use a trap slowly. Okay, I read that wrong. Um, oh, man, I is there a limit oh. on how many souls you can trap? I thought she was in a dagger. Well, she's yeah. I guess this. I mean, according to the spell. You can't keep them that long, but I don't. I don't know if you. It's a specialty. It's daggers, yeah, it's, so. it's um. I have plot plot reasons. We're going. We're going off off script then. So yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Um. Yeah. And since we're man, I love. Okay. Whew. I guess the first question: Would his soul pass through the ethereal plane? Um. You would see the splitting happening at like in the ethereal plane. Um, I'd catch it. Roran, as you are like, you're like aware of this happening, right? Like there's no black, like blackness come for you. Um, you literally like you lose control of your body and then suddenly you like are seeing your body falling and the sword buzzing out of reality in the material plane, but it's remained in your hand. Um, 
And as you begin to kind of like sink through the floor, you see Gob um, throwing like a a silver lifeline towards you. And you reach out and you try to grab it and it, um, it wraps around one of your hands, um, but you can't you can't like pull on it to pull yourself up and out of the ground. You continue to sink. And this this soul uh, soul cage spell, um, gob, you feel it, you you cast it and you feel effectively like as though you were fishing, right? You feel something tangle in this line that you've cast out. But nothing happens and no soul comes back. Roran, you pass through into another plane. Um, not quite the astral plane, not quite the ethereal plane, um, but uh, you're still holding that sword. And there's a voice that speaks to you that says, um, No, no. Mm. We're not done yet. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> Um, and it's very clearly coming from the sword, and uh, and and it says to you, um, you go and I say, and um, and you fall through completely into this other plane. Um, the rest of you uh, here on the material plane, you see um, Roran's body fall over, and he is dead. This friend who's traveled with you for eight, nine years now, something like that, um, is dead. I'm reeling. <laughs> this is this is insanity right now. I hate this. <laughs> when will your blood est bl- bloodlust end? Um, <laughs> at least it wasn't your character this time, Danny. <laughs> well, not yet. <laughs> not this time. Um, okay, we go to the top of the order. <laughs> Um, Roran, Roran will appear in Endgame Part 2. Um, I'm top of the order. I can move away. <laughs> um, uh, whoops. My bad. I went past it. Uh, wow. Um, so that just happened. Um, at the top of the order, I would say that a bunch more people um, come flying through the portals. But actually what ends up happening is these portals disappear one by one. Uh-oh. 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 <laughs> Asa did an oopsie. What happened? Um, uh, to back. Okay, there we go. All right, we're good. Hey, look, there's and a chest. And the strike temple vanishes. <laughs> um, wowzers. Okay. Um, the, okay, so the rifts disappear. Um, I forgot, Medusa. You are going to lose two points off your maximum. We retconning this? What? No, I no, no, no. Just in addition to the um, ridiculous 160 damage or whatever. So I'm now yeah. At... Taking one of our guys wasn't enough. 180. We're at one. You should be at 183 <laughs> max. Um, yeah, 183. Okay, there we go. Uh, Korak. And actually, everybody on the material plane at this point, um, there's a popping sound as the um, the yellow gem that Ezra is holding explodes, and the wall disappears completely. Oh. Um. As uh, as Korg's 
essence becomes so much stronger in this place. So as um, as you all are looking uh, towards the the disappearance of this um, giant wall of of light, um, you see another like you you begin to see Garrisil sort of take form, um, and even Korak to your eyes he begins to shift in appearance to um, something a little bit smaller, not quite Titanic, um, but still very I mean still very large compar- comparatively to the rest of you. Um, you all are seeing this as um, Korg begins to manifest uh, in black and red flaming armor as he uh, drops into this temple wielding uh, a very fierce looking sword full of bombs Um, and he actually tosses he tosses this sword to the side and then pulls out a new one that uh, looks more like a like it's carved from bone, um, in a, in sort of a like an ivory color that's very similar to, uh, has some blue accents, and it looks suspiciously familiar to all of you as uh, the two forms clash as Korg attacks Garrisil outright. Um, there is uh, such force in this place that all of you, I need you to make dexterity saving throws as this place shakes violently. Um, yeah, Quark, I know you're in the air. No, you're not. You're on the ground. Um, I think Ezra and Medusa are going to remain upright. Um, everyone else is going to be knocked prone. Gob's in the ethereal plane. Um, but even Gob, I do need you to make a dex saving throw. Like, this is so powerful, it's permeating the planes. (laughs) Dragon Ball shockwave or something. Um, yeah, Gob, you're going to lose your footing in the ethereal plane as well, as this place is shook to its core. Um, and this this uh, blow by blow happens for uh, what seems like a while. Um, you guys feel like you witness a very long fight between these two, um, even though like there's part of your conscious mind that can like wrap your head around that this has only been going on for maybe a few minutes. Um, for the sake of the narration, we'll say it is actually a few minutes. We won't play it out via combat, but. Um, and eventually, this sword that Korg is holding uh, begins to glow a really bright blue um, that contrasts his dark red and uh, red and black armor that's sort of on fire. Uh, as he he manages to stick Garrisil in the gut, and then he laughs and he looks at you very briefly. All of you, he makes eye contact with you all, um, and he says. Um, and now, now is our time. This is the end. The final conflict approaches. Isn't it glorious? Come revel with me. And he uh, sort of turns and, and leaves uh, as Garrisil is on his knees, proverbial knees, you know, clutching his gut. Um, I'm actually going to, we're going to leave combat now because I don't really know how to handle this. <laughs> Um, if, if we're leaving combat, can uh, Medusa cast Revivify on Roran? Oh, yeah, I, I love it, but on this, this, that spell is something uh, something beyond. That's, a, that's more or less a permanent uh, affliction from the god Ooh. of death. 
I'm I'm keeping Roran's body safe best I can. <laughs> I'm not leaving him here. Um, I'll I'll swoop forward as fast as I can to to catch my father before he like completely falls to the ground. I kind of forget we're in combat, so I have to say that at this time. Um, yeah. Um, as Garrisil kind of falls over, he's still kind of grabbing grabbing at himself, um, just looking unbelievable, like unbelieving around the room. Um, and all of you can feel this. Like, this is a god dying. Um, this is what it feels like when a god dies. And none mm. of you, except for maybe Korak, oh, no, Medusa, you might have been around during the Shattering. Um, there's a feeling very similar going on in the just in the air. Who's got the syringe? Um, I'm going to admit to having syringes. That's <laughs> <laughs> me that easy. There's a syringe? Did Korak pick it up? I thought yeah. Korak had it. I honestly can't remember. Gob, um, seeing all this death, is going to throw up the hood of his robe and pop into the astral plane to see if he can see any souls of Roran or of Jackal or of um, anyone else who died or um, see if he can do anything from the astral plane. Oh, man. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, let's do that first. Okay. Um, Gob, you pop into the astral plane. Um, it's like second nature to you right now. Um, as has happened other times when you guys have been in uh, some form of extreme combat, um, somewhere in the world and then gone to the astral plane, there's a lot of activity, um, like, like spiritual activity going on. Um, and Gob, you look around pretty closely and you're like, you are pretty good at navigating this place now. Um, and you're unable to like easily locate, you have a pretty good idea where Roran would have come in, like, I'm just going to give you that without having to roll, because I think that's in Gob's nature at this point. Um, Roran's not here. Okay. I also just want to see um, what sort of, I guess, impact a god dying has on the astral plane. Like, is that something that's like... Oh, yeah. Um, a sight to behold. Yeah, it, it is. There's, like, earthquakes, and the silver seas are boiling. It is pandemonium, the, especially this being the domain of, like, death. Right, like this is Garrisil's, um keep. Effectively, uh, it is in complete disarray, um, and you didn't think that it could look any more bleak there, but it somehow does. And okay. uh, and it's worth noting that when you look up into the sky, because uh, um, you know, have it, the last time that you guys were like here all together, at least, um, the red eye of Ichabar was peeking in on you. Um, Still to this day, one of my most favorite uh, drawings that you all did on <laughs> Roll Twenty together <laughs> collaboratively. <laughs> um, uh, the there's no red eye, but I do now. This time, I want you to make a perception roll. Um, there's no red eye, but there is a red glow in the sky, and there's a part of you that thinks maybe you've seen some form of tentacles. Oh <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, well, if I can't find Roran after watching that stuff, I'll just pop back into the material plane with everyone else. But take a mental picture of everything to okay. either you know, document or draw or something to yeah. communicate with the team leader. Okay. But, um, okay. Let's 
Well, okay, Ezra, what are you what are you doing? This is like we're moving it. We're gonna go. Uh, yeah, Ezra, you've watched Jackal um, be taken and disintegrated. Um, and that's well, really bad. As far as and you I know, I need to get a report back. Yeah, um, but it's, I also really need to see what I can learn on both sides of stuff with what's happening with Garrisil dying here. What that does to. Uh, Playing here, what it does on the astral side of it, basically whatever I can learn about it for mm-hmm. my other projects. Um, um, yeah, so studying that terror. Also, uh, kind of curious to see what's happening with the boy and his daddy. <laughs> yeah. Since we were just fighting, and now yeah. he's going. Oh. <laughs> um, I I will say as you're studying this um this terror into like through the planes, right. Um, it's a, it's a little bit harder to see. I think Ezra's pretty studied, so you know the signs. Um, but as you're studying this tear in like the the material plane, there is also a little bit of, I suppose, <laughs> with that actually wanting to see what I can find out about yeah. the nature of those tears too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're you're kind of looking at this. Um, something happens that actually kind of scares you is that you almost feel like a tap on your shoulder. Um, and when you turn around to like, you know, you're figuring maybe Ignis has come over to like talk or something. Um, there's actually mm-hmm. no, there's nobody there. Um, but then your eyes fall on Jackal's mask, this cracked mask um, as mm. this, like, I don't even know what to call it. It's like a plea uh, going out. It wants, it wants something and you are the closest person to what it wants, okay. uh, and it's call it is a, it is calling out to you. And I suppose I'll go pick it up and be like, yeah, we'll get you, we'll get you back to Tyrex soon. Um, you do notice in Jackal's bag there is that box that you've seen him use to communicate with Commander Skybreaker. Okay, and it looks like it might be able to fit this mask. And then once we are done with this immediate here, I'll write a note and. Uh, shove it through <laughs> <laughs> excellent okay um, um, so you're, you're gonna go ahead and do some studying we can discuss that uh, a little bit later I think um, mm-hmm. some fun some fun goodness uh, Ignis what are you up to right now um, um, I'd probably come up go up to the um, well go up to see Korak and his father and just <laughs> observe and see like What's going on exactly yeah. over here? Okay. Um, Medusa, what are you up to? I guess I'm carrying <laughs> Roran's <laughs> oh, dead body in my arms, and I'm going to rejoin my group because, you know, I haven't seen enough sad stuff already. I can't move your... your you know I will haunt I'm you gonna... later, right? <laughs> oh good because I wasn't able to do that with Mr. Webby <laughs> sounds fair I can't drag your token but I'm dragging you in character I'm not leaving him back there <laughs> <laughs> okay alright um Korak she's <laughs> criminy um this has been a wild session y'all um that's putting it mildly yeah I have a song here called Sad. 
And I'm afraid to just play it. I, don't, I object. I don't think that I'm play just... It. I don't Why can't it be a song called Fun or Happy? I think our playlist is called Sad. <laughs> I have some onions here that need some chopping. So. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get to it. It's it's by Kevin uh, McLeod? 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 I have no idea what this is going to... Um. Yeah, this will work. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> Sad. <laughs> oh man. Um. Oh. Watch out! It'll become a meme now. Oh jeez, criminy. This has uh, been a roller coaster. Okay. Um, Korak, you are <laughs> you're holding the like not quite lifeless body of your father garrisil as he lays uh sprawled kind of his size has shrunk from like that semi titanic size to like basically being he's basically turned back into the guy in the suit um and that may be your will kind of overcoming his at this point in time and you are seeing him as well tell me tell me quark how do you see him I think I see him. It's reflecting this life. I see an elder tiefling in a very ornate suit, um, but with a sword sticking out of him. <laughs> he has dropped. He has dropped his spellbook. He has dropped anything else on his person. Yeah, that's how I see him. Yeah. Um. He looks. He looks up at you and and locks eyes with you. Um. And he doesn't smile, but you get you get this feeling of I don't know there's like some there's some form of humor like almost irony like um, as if to say like the god of the god of death is now dying um, how how weird is that that irony would be shared with the glance and to anyone watching I would start laughing like really slowly and then kind of hysterically and it stops when I start to kind of like ugly cry Hmm. And Father, I never believed in what you were trying to do. But I do believe that you believed you were doing everything right for this world. But I think the world and its people have judged your actions. And I think it's okay for you to rest now and leave it to us. I I will never be able to make up for the terrible, terrible things I've done to you, to this world. I, I would say I'm sorry, but I, I don't think that I am. Yeah, I honestly, I think that's about all he has to say. I don't think he, I don't think there's anything else that he could say there's still proof in this world father of the man I used to believe you were and thankfully the symbol of that was a union and it gave birth to me I will never be you I think it's taken me a long time to realize I can't be a god I can't be a master warlock but 
I can represent the good that you once did. That you and mother once did. That you once took a time. I'm not you, but I'll try to be better than you. Correct. don't. Don't try to do too many things. Do, do one thing and do it well. If you want to fix broken things, then you fix broken things. But don't, don't hold yourself back. Do it all the way. Um, I think he actually guides your hand to the syringe as he's saying fix broken things and uh, and as his eyes lay on this syringe as he has basically puts it into your hand um, he looks over at that staff at Roran's um, staff with all the shards intertwined in it that's jammed into the the altar behind you um, with that final shard uh, of your your mother's essence. And he looks wistfully at it for a minute and he says, um, Do you think... Do you think it's going to be like being with her again? I think I'll just kind of like slowly nod and what comes out is kind of like a raspy, like, it has to be. Yes, I think it has to be. Um, he closes his eyes. And you can feel him. The rest of his, like, life is waning and very nearly gone. Okay, yeah, so we have the staff on the table full the other shards. There's the shard of love over there, or shard of mother. Um, yeah, I think I would, I would have, that would have been phrased as, um... When I kind of work out the words, it has to be, I would just kind of, it would have slowly plunged into him as his eyes were shutting. I'm sorry, you say you pull, you pull, you put it into him as he's like dying? Yeah, I think that the last sentence I told him when he asked, is this going to be like beating her? And I kind of, it, it, it took to, a lot of energy. It has yeah. To it has to yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, as you go to put that syringe in him, you, you feel um you feel a a presence with you um and when you stop to like identify stop i don't know mentally you kind of like try to figure out what this what it is that you're feeling you you recognize um tolly's presence with you as she kind of holds that syringe from from another plane um she's there with you in that moment and you plunge the syringe in and it pulls it pulls this essence into it that then solidifies into kind of a sickly green um, stone crystal almost as your father has died. I think I would kind of like slightly like fall down from the kneeling stance to like on my butt, like falling down with him a bit. And I would hold up the gem 
and kind of with this really broken expression as I'm holding up the gem, it reminds me of when I first broke the seal on the box and pulled out the gin uh, rock. And I kind of hold it and I look towards who is left of the party to see these different faces in these different circumstances. And there's kind of like a tinge of guilt, of irony, of selfishness, and of just overwhelming feelings. As um, I definitely like clutch the gem tightly and just kind of pound my fist down on his dead body as I just sob loudly and ugly. Um, after after a time of just kind of being in these this these throes of grief, um, you can feel the staff and the other shards. Um, I, they're I mean they're calling out to you, you know, and it's a uh, it's a hard it's hard to describe, but like I mean this this is like. You're coming to the close of um of a goal of yours here and and it feels on a spiritual level as though it is like calling you home here. Yeah, I would um as best as I can kind of gather myself and approach the altar and kind of take a little moment longer, but not too much longer, kinda of knowing everyone's watching as I'm holding both these gems in my hands. One representing a father, one representing a mother, before placing them into the staff. Yeah, you um, you place them in. Um, and there is a a sighing that happens. It feels as though the world is breathing out in relief. Gob, you can see into the ethereal plane. Um, and for a moment, you actually can see through quite a few different planes. Um, and you can see into the astral plane. And this pandemonium that has been going on in the astral plane for a little bit here has calmed as something has been made right with nature, with power, with... And there's a brilliant explosion of light. Um, For a moment, you all feel like you can see uh, Roran standing in front of the altar as he watches... Um, like this, it's almost like a, this explosion of light. Uh, it silhouettes uh, another figure, and you guys recognize Roran's form. Um, as you all watch this explosion of light that goes upwards, um, and it actually picks you all up uh, with it. You feel light. You feel buoyant, um, and it takes you up and out of the temple, and you appear on a hillside overlooking the temple as the temple collapses in on itself. And this brilliant jet of light continues to stream towards the the sky. And there's a presence that is now surrounding everything and everyone. Um, and I can't even quite say presence. That doesn't quite describe what it is that you're feeling. It is a force of will as Malar rises from fracturing and is made whole again. Um, I think 
there there's still an army around. Um, they you know they haven't gone anywhere, but with the temple literally collapsing in on itself, the army has now um, run to dig through the rubble to find you know survivors of the of the Shrike Temple. Um, their their brotherhood. They now have to contend with something. Something terrible has happened to them to in their in their world. Their world has also changed far differently than yours. Um, you turn around to find Galley behind you, humming along. Um, you don't exchange a lot of words, not right at first. Um, as you board board on to him, um, and. He goes to... He, he asks you where you want to go. Where are you going next? Gob creates a giant, magnificent mansion <laughs> inside of Galley, which is amazing. Um, Tomorrow's going to be a tough day, so let's eat and rest. Yeah. Um, Everyone's welcome. As you sort of uh, are all um, recovering and and trying to just talk about what it is that you've gone through. As you begin to tell stories and, and recount like your versions of this battle that you've just been through, there's no doubt that Roran is still with you. You can feel him, each and every one of you. And that's where we will end for tonight. I say Medusa's panicking. I'm like, oh, should we go back to his town and leave, give his body to his family? Should I just... Put his body in his room. Do you expect me to carry his corpse around with me? Um, what's the plan? Well, that, that was freaking out internally. Like that was your decision. We just you we pose him nicely and we make a memorial statue. And please don't feed me to galley. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, it sounds like he got some. It smells like he got some jerky there. Oh, ooh, it's been <laughs> marinating in lots of wine and alcohol for a long time. <laughs> Sorry, Kelly. Oh, you can't eat man. this one. Um, oh my heart! You guys, I killed, <laughs> I killed Michael. <laughs> <laughs> and you made, and you made a jackal go poof. <sighs> Jackal went away. Jeff went away. This was a big night, you guys. Um, yeah, that was. Those were two soft deaths. I call them. This, <laughs> if you don't see their bodies, um, and you made Korak lose more of his family. Yeah, yeah. Korak is. He's my punching bag. Um, you're, you're my Korak's my butcher block. It's where all I do all my cutting. Um, or they're together now in the staff? They they I, are I they are Maylard.